0: Beers, rolling dice, talking shit. The Veteran Gamer Re-Enlisted.
1: Episode 51.
0: Touching PB's Journal
2: 1.
1: What's up, Veteran Gamers?
0: We are back another edition of the show that drinks, beer, rolls, dice, and... Talk shit. Yes, we do. I'm your host, Andy, and I'm your best friend, Ray.
3: That's me.
0: <laughs> and today we're drinking beer, actually.
2: Mm-hmm. Not fucking
0: juice. Not juice. No bueno? Nah,
2: no, Not my favorite. Interesting. Maybe because I was expecting juice. Maybe because you were expecting juice. I thought, we're, I thought we were a juice-drinking show now. Yeah. For all the fags that make juice, juices. We're now. going PG now. Yeah. Yeah. We just lost all our strength. <laughs> Everybody's gone. Right.
0: <laughs> We're now Forge the Juice Drinking.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm never going to have it, Ever.
0: Yeah. Ever. <laughs> uh, so we got a really big show for you today. Um, we got lots to get through actually in the intro and some podcast news. We got a ton of voicemails over this past week. We got a listener question. Um, and today's main topic of the show is shooting armies, continue, continue, it's Ignore to me. Ignore me. but today's main topic, shooting armies versus punching armies. Um, we asked a question to you guys out on our Facebook page. And if you're not there on the Facebook page, uh, you missed out on some pretty good, um, pretty good conversation about it. Um, and the group seemed to be pretty evenly split, uh, but we'll go and discuss that today. So. But first off,
2: yeah, I definitely thought it was something that I guess we could talk about because uh, the armies that we particularly play, right? Like I play elves, and elves, right. for the most part, don't want to be in combat except our crazy clown friends, which they have a stratagem that can attack you. Yes,
0: they do. You learned. Yeah.
2: Learned. <laughs> and then you play the in your face, I want to eat and taste your bones. So the personification
0: of, of the close combat army. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we've thought it'd be a good conversation to have today. I had some games that I played recently that kind of help illustrate some of the things that can occur between those. And you can talk about, you know, how you deal with close combat armies and.
2: Yeah. Cause I mean, I play into I mean, obviously I play tournaments, so there's close combat armies there. And then I just recently played a game too. That I guess we'll talk about where it was two shooting armies. Yeah. And assault was actually used in it. So
0: yeah. Um, <clears throat> But to the, the news, the podcast news, um, we have an iTunes review. Um, I have been daring you guys to give us iTunes reviews because i also going to give you a t-shirt if you did it too, um, or you had an opportunity to win a t-shirt. So we do have an iTunes review. Ray, why don't you go ahead and... Uh
2: Fuck. <laughs> All right, let me go ahead and preface it. This is just not me talking, and I'm not drunk yet. <laughs> okay. uh, it's fr- who's, who's it's it from? It's fr- by, not from. Yeah. Okay, it's by. By. Uh, Miller Tone six six six.
0: He likes to drink Miller, and he likes the devil. He
2: likes the number six. Apparently, yeah, like three times. So I don't know what that means. All right. Uh, he he uh, writes. It was July sixteenth. Uh, they roll dice and doesn't afraid of anything. <laughs> Hence the preface of that I said before I read this. But thanks, Miller Tone. Yeah. Probably driving when he was he was doing this. That's I'm not gonna give him that excuse. Like he told and he did it on his phone.
0: and the and the, the subject of the the review is pretty dank.
2: Pretty dank.
0: Pretty dank. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he's a cool guy though. Yeah. At least he's using cool language.
0: He cool language. Five yeah.
2: star. Five star rating.
0: Five star, pretty dank.
2: Pretty dank. Doesn't afraid of anything.
0: Doesn't afraid of anything.
2: So <laughs> are we afraid of anything? Or is that he's saying he's doesn't afraid of anything?
0: I don't know kind of confusing i'm not drunk enough yet to really decipher that yeah. so actually we'll come back later Yo, you'll probably know <laughs> after the a couple beers we'll read it again and maybe we'll, we'll, get we'll it. see the rest of the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh hey uh Miller Tone 666 uh thanks for your review on itunes uh you're of course are getting an entry into our giveaway for a, a veteran gamer re-enlisted podcast t-shirt um, what's that swimsuit speedo <laughs> <laughs> grape smuggling <laughs> <What>? <laughs>
2: Wouldn't that be funny? Like the person wins, like, hey, you got one of our products. And then we send them like a a banana hammock with VGR podcast on it.
0: Well, depending on how big it might just say VGR. Oh. VG. VG. Put it in the wrong light. It looks like VD across the front. (laughs) Yeah, good stuff. Uh, but, of course, he is getting an entry into our giveaway. Um, you can be like Miller Tone 666 and when you sell a banana hammock uh, by giving us a review on iTunes. And, of course, all of our patrons, it's probably the next episode we'll do, um, the next episode we sit down and actually talk, we'll do um, the the contest giveaway for the t-shirt. So, all of your patrons at the time of the of the review or the time of the, the drawing, you will get um, an entry for every dollar you spend. So, if you're, giving, if you're donating 20 bucks, like uh, Talos, Talos 3D. That's actually that's um Nick Hill. Yeah.
2: yeah. He he said he said it was before he played forty K and something.
0: He's a D and D god of some yeah. 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 So
2: So he was like a super, super nerd. That's what I said. I said, wow, you're a nerd from way but back. Remember when he came over, he said he did a lot of reading because nobody did it where he was from. Like D and d remember he, he yeah, was on yeah, a trip yeah, yeah, yeah. and he bought a whole bunch of red. So yeah. So I mean, typical nerd.
0: Yeah. yeah. So of course uh, Milo Tone will be getting a um an entry and our buddy Nick Hill will be getting twenty entries. So, um, that? In the conclusion- there's plenty of
2: other people in there though.
0: Oh, there's lots of other people in there. Yeah. So I, I didn't mention everybody, but yeah. if you're a patron at the end of this month, we'll go ahead and look at the, who the patrons are and I'll put your name I'll do a ball of things. And when we record next, we'll do a drawing.
2: A ball of things. What's that? A ball of things. We're going to do a ball of things. Well, remember last time
0: I got in a little bowl, I cut up all little things and everything. We had, uh, Keith do was the a poll. A lot of effort. It was a lot of effort. I do maximum effort. Yeah. I That's don't what I do, do and you don't. Effort. Yeah. <laughs> well, I actually care about our patrons, Ray, so.
2: I didn't say I don't care, I'm just... uh, i mean, I really care about Heidi, and there's, people say I don't do much effort there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you stay inside and pulsate. You've done your work.
2: Yeah, done. I've done my job.
0: <laughs> and apparently she's doing hers, because she's going to be like, Pop. Any day, any day now. We may have to stop this. Punch. Right. So if we cut out suit, it's because Heidi's gone, <laughs> gone into labor. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, upcoming events. Uh, of course, I'm going to the BAO. When this launches, I'll be leaving probably right after this launches. We're leaving that morning.
2: Oh, okay. It launches on Friday
0: morning about seven. I'll be on the road by then. I'll be just hitting the road. Like, I'll,
2: oh, you're going to be leaving Friday night. Friday morning. Oh, Friday morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you're supposed to launch it at 7.
0: Guys. I launch at 7. o'clock. I haven't in the last couple days. The last time there was an emergency, yeah, yeah. shit happened. I'm yeah. not saying that. I'm just yeah. saying
2: you mostly. I've gone on you a couple times. It's like 7.05. I'm like, the what the fuck? the show? <laughs> <All> <laughs> I'm, my, doing, I'm doing a last minute thing. All my podcasts are over. I need something to fucking listen to so I don't have to listen to my customers. <laughs> Let me tell you, even if I don't have anything playing, I have headphones in. Yeah. Just so they don't fucking talk to me.
0: Yeah. But uh, I'll be on the way up there to the BAO. I'm actually gonna meet with um, Miguel Jimenez. Jimenez.
2: Sure. Yeah, Jimenez.
0: Him and Brian Spallareno, so I can actually say their names wrong to their face. <laughs> <laughs> You'll
2: get better once you start drinking with them.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm gonna meet. I'm, gonna, I'm planning on meeting with them Saturday night after day one. We're gonna probably sit down. i gonna take the recording equipment up. And we're gonna go and talk. Should be fun. Cool. cool. You know Maybe
2: saying? when you do your video of the thing, you can show me how it's supposed to be done. Sure. Yeah, you I You can will. yell over everybody else in the fucking room.
0: <laughs> hey, fucking nerds, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a video here. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to meet with them. That's going to be a lot of fun. Dude,
2: uh, you should awkwardly interview people that look like they don't want to be interviewed. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened.
0: I should get a, mi- like a microphone. And the microphone's kind of dick-shaped anyway. You put it like right up in Is their mouth. Is
2: there a microphone that came with the Zoom?
0: Uh, it's on the, it goes yeah, on the, the top. top there, yeah, yeah, and it's got a little double sided thing. I could do that, yeah, if I wanted to. Maybe, but
2: maybe if you put in the maximum effort, no. you could do that.
0: Um, if I <laughs> had, my, if had my, if I had my, if I had the car, because Tiffany's gonna take in the car and drive me around town. If I had that, I'd probably have my stuff in the trunk. But if I, I've got all my, my army, my books and everything, I don't want to deal with that shit.
2: Yeah, we yeah. just talked to a recent Frankie. You just put the shit behind their... They, they literally sit the whole con. They don't move. Okay. They're lazy fucks and sit behind his desk the whole time.
0: Okay. Yeah, you lazy fucks, get up and do something. Yeah,
2: they don't fucking listen anyways. <laughs> no, they
0: don't. <laughs> yeah, so that's the upcoming events. Um, in the conclusion, of course, we have some listener questions and we got some voicemails. Um, don't forget to like us on Facebook so you can take part in these conversations in the future. And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. You could win a chance to win a t shirt. Um, lastly, and most importantly, though, what we are drinking. Go ahead. Okay. Um, you made me
2: read the fucking.
0: I made you the. the, the Shava Hava.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I made you read that one, uh, but today uh, I punted on this one because I brought a different beer last time. We had to kind of cut. We were supposed to record twice and didn't get to do it. Yeah,
2: I think I think you punted a lot recently with the beers.
0: Not a lot, well, we've done a lot of drinking. That so is like, your, well, yeah. So what what kind of new thing can I find? But I've gone back to the Golden Road. Uh, this is the like the Wolf Pups we've had before that we seem to like. Uh, this is the Wolf uh, Golden Road. The Golden Road Brewing Hefeweizen. Um So uh, we've liked their beers in the past, um, so we'll give this one a shot. Um, I was trying. We did try to do the pineapple cart, and I was not a fan of that one. I don't that know what you think. Of-
2: one, that was the one that you gave me before yeah, we left. Yeah, I like that one. Did you? There's actually one downstairs. I didn't finish it. I didn't finish the second one. The either. second
0: one. Yeah, yeah. A little sweet for my my taste, but I thought you would probably like it.
2: You know what's funny? I don't normally drink, if I'm not around you. <laughs> I'm, sure
0: I'm a bad influence, Ray. No, you're a good
2: influence. I'm just, <laughs> I, I just proud that I can say that now, because that never used to be the case. I used to drink by myself all the time.
0: <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break um, now we knew new Ray's Ray's alcoholism. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with shooting armies versus assault armies. Who wants a free t-shirt? You want a free t-shirt. Well, right now, the Veteran Gamer Reenlisted, we're holding a contest. At the end of July or early August, we're going to hold a raffle. And for our patrons, for every dollar you're currently donating at the time of the raffle, you're going to get an entry to win a free t-shirt. So if you're donating $20, you'll get 20 entries. And if you're donating $5, you'll get five entries. On top of that, you will also get an entry for your reviews on iTunes. So even if you can't become a patron, and I get that not everyone can become a patron, but if you want an opportunity to win a free t shirt, you can go on iTunes right now, look up the Veteran Gamer Reenlisted, and give us a review. So become a patron, give us a review on iTunes, and you just might win a t shirt. But until then, ladies, back to the show.
1: It all go.
0: And we are back. So, shooting armies, punching armies. Um, if you did, you, I know you can't see, but I'm punching the air he's doing... <laughs> i'm punch dancing yeah <laughs> it's like footloose up in here i'm punch dancing <laughs> so ray i think you made the post on the facebook page what people thought about i make
2: most of the posts on the facebook page okay sure other than the, the actual like podcast post
0: well thanks for contributing
2: yeah i do yeah. something <laughs> if anybody was warning i do something so something. you know
0: that if ray's posting he's probably taking a shit or i'm at work yeah i'm at work or taking a shit or taking a shit at work.
2: Yes, those are the best. <laughs> You're getting paid to shit. I get a real good laugh every time I do it. There's always a smile on my face. I think it's the greatest thing in, in, in like the world. Honestly, uh, five bucks right there. Yeah, no, no. it's actually yeah it goes through my head. <laughs> and you look at the time because I'm always like looking at Facebook or like building a list even at work taking a shit, and then I look at the fucking time like oh fuck I've been here for 20 minutes I better go. Yeah. And then it's a customer's bathroom. So I'm like, hey, have a good one. <laughs> <laughs> have them in the back. So it's just the employees that go in there. So,
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can smell my shit now.
2: Yeah. They go they, uh, make, make con- a sandwich. They, they complained before. Oh, about, really? About like I blew up their bathroom to other drivers. <laughs> they've also tried to not allow me to use their bathroom before too. Well, and I'm like, okay. And then I just walk in and go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm not going to shit myself. I'm yeah. The fuck? I'm not a fucking animal. <laughs> 40K Podcast. 40 Podcast. Shooting, shooting and assaulting. <laughs> shooting so assault. yeah, the, the question was pretty general. Um, I heard it come up somewhere and I, I just thought I could have a better conversation about it. That Because I honestly think assaulting is better than shooting. For numerous reasons, so I, I just put the question out there, saying, "Would it basically our community think what was better, right. shooting or assaulting, or are they equal? Are they balanced? Pretty much, right?" Because you didn't put the question, I actually forgot word for word what I
0: said. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it was your question. I figured you would remember, but are you I forgot me? who I was talking yeah. to. <laughs> I post the question and immediately. Forgot what I wrote. The gist of it was, "What do you guys think is? Hey, nerds, what do you think is better, shooting?" That's another thing army. that you know it's me. Right. If
2: it starts with, hey, nerds, or something offensive, definitely me. It'll
0: start with an insult, yes. right?
2: <laughs> Got your attention. You're mad. Now listen to what I have to say.
0: Look fag. All right. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, it's Andy's like, hey, dudes, what's up, man? Like, I'm, I'm your friend. I'm your friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think Charles Fox... Um, he was sort of the first one to respond, and he, I think he kind of summed up um, the the gist of what I've... The most of what I've heard from folks of why shooting is stronger than close combat, that... Um,
2: is this all the responses?
0: Yeah, I've got all the responses on there. Some yeah, of them got a little so, cut off, but... So yeah.
2: We had a couple... So, thanks, Charles, Brian, fag, James, Duncan, <laughs> another fag... <laughs> Robert Wood and Brian Spellerino, and then I know James Carmono is in there.
0: There's more down, so it's like two. It's two pages worth of responses. And
2: James, Richard, Pretty Dick, Jeff, Daniel, Ryan, Doshin. What's yeah,
0: that's f- a new one. Yeah, Doshin's a new one. New guy. Yeah. New
2: girl. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with your picture. Yeah. But uh, yeah, thanks all for replying. And this is what we're going to talk about right here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if you're not, if you haven't liked or gone to the Facebook, like us on Facebook, and we often will post things that you know we're trying to elicit responses from you. You know, let's talk about that. We'll actually talk about it here on the show. So Charles Fox kind of sums it up that you know before you know he thinks that shooting is stronger than close combat because before you can get there, you have to weather the storm of the massive amounts of fire.
2: And I, and with that, I think that was the issue. Like in other editions, right? Especially in 6 and 7 because oh, we yeah. had fixed movements. So, everything moved 6. Right. I mean, if you we were uh, whatever, you move 12 and so on, right? That's not the case now. Uh, especially with, you know, vehicles being different. Um, not only that, like, real close combat armies, like, like say, Harloquins, right? Right. I'm pointed-eared. So, they move fucking 8. Which was... So, you get an extra... Two inches. I had to do quick math right there. Quick math.
0: Good job. Good yeah. job. There was a, I heard a click and a squeak <laughs> yeah. happen back there. So I was like, wait, is he doing math?
2: So, so like assault armies are usually faster and they usually have stratagems to go faster. And then there's all well, these things. now tricks. they have the stratagems. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like 8th edition, that's what the question was about is I believe assault and we're not going I'm just talking about the movement right now. There's different ways to move in 8th edition that there wasn't in other editions. Right that gives more strength to an assaulting army
0: yeah um bam he kind he of agrees yeah he just cries um he said especially with the new beta rules and i'm assuming he means assaulting was really strong before the beta rules where you could deep strike nine inches turn one
2: and i think i honestly my honest opinion is that before the beta rules where you could deep strike within nine inches from somebody's deployment zone because maybe they're he, or if they even they deployed in the corner, nine inches from them assaulting was overpowered. Yeah, because you pretty much won the game there
0: with with some armies. I need a I need an eight inch or a nine inch charge, and I just won the game.
2: Oh yeah, and I also deep strike this uh, sorcerer that allows them to move again. So now I need a three inch charge. Right. I'll probably make
0: this. Yes, most likely. Yes. Not if it's me. That's why I don't play. Right, all right, you'll game play bad. double. You'll roll double <laughs> ones. Yes, yeah. with yeah. the re-roll. With the re-roll. <laughs> Um but yeah the the, the first couple of responses were all sort of in the you know shooting is stronger. Um but then we start reaching a little further down and people start thinking about it and um like Brian Spellarino said shooting is way stronger uh, with all the advantages that come with it. Um but we, it's only till we get down to like James Carmona and pretty dick start saying hey look I really think that close combat is stronger and here you know they don't really spell out why they do a little bit but um I think he talks about like James Cremona says, like close combat stuff, um positioning and careful movement could actually beat out shooting, which you were just talking about. there's ways to move.
2: So like I've said before on other podcasts, like movement is very important. Yeah. To win your game In the most important phase. The movement phase is very, very important. You're basically getting another movement phase when you go to an assault phase. Especially, you know, if you're within that twelve inches to make declare your charges. Um, another thing to think about too about movement is that when to shooting and to assault armies. So shooting, you shoot your target. So say you shoot a, we'll do easy easy thing. You shoot a five man unit that's on an objective, holding that objective, and you shoot them. Okay, they're dead. Now your opponent is not holding the objective, but you're not as well. Right. Go to assault. Same scenario. <laughs> and we'll even say I deep strike on turn two using beta rules. I make a 9-inch charge. So you didn't get shot at at all. You make the 9-inch charge. You kill them. You get to pile in. So that unit's dead. You gained a 9-inch movement plus the 3-inch pile in plus another 3-inch consolidate. And now kill them. Now you're holding the objective. So now you're holding more instead of just denying a hold. Right. So still stuff like that is is like the nuances of moving... And I mean, we're still talking about these, so I'm not going like fully into it, but that's something we're going to get to
0: that after we, you know, after we discuss sort of like what our listeners thought, um, I think it's helpful. Um, I I agree with you that it's the extra movement you get out of that. And that, um, I'll talk about my, my comments here in a minute, but, um, I see how, like, for instance, like Vito's army Tau, like it's all shooting. Yeah, all shooting all Everything. the time. Everything just shoots. They don't do dick in close combat. No,
2: their their close combat is shooting better in Overwatch.
0: Right, that's what it is. Um, so if you have an army that you're gonna wait, you, you've decided I'm going a gun line or I'm shooting. You have to now. You have to build around the idea that some of these things are gonna die. I have to build those. That's why conscript screens are so important.
2: And I, I, to, and I, I'm pretty sure, and I believe I believe personally that. Tau is the only army that's a completely shooting army now. Right. Like you can't say Guard is. No. Cuz Guard will kick your ass in close combat. Yeah, with if, the, using uh, the right units. if using the right
0: units. If you're using the right units. No, know, I'll get into those too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But um let's see the first, uh, Oh, and so um Doshin, the last one, he actually had some some points that he made that I that's why I expanded his comments. Um Oh, yeah, he was talking about um first turn. Um, remember in 5th, I don't remember if it was 6th and 7th, we had the Dawn of War rule, where first turn, if you were outside a certain distance, either I forget what it was. It wasn't like negative one to hit, but it was like you couldn't shoot outside of a certain range. Well, or that was night fight. Night fight, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Where once it got so far, then you couldn't uh,
3: hit.
0: Yeah, it was like minus 6 inches to your hits or something like that. That's what it was back in the day. It was dumb. Yeah, but he was talking about that until... They do something about turn one. Because turn one is still, I think, kind of an issue right now. Um No. The deep striking rule. But, I mean, how many... I've heard a lot of podcasts or a lot of shows or people even talk about how this came down to who won the first turn. Who got to go first.
2: Yeah, but there's a lot of people that play this game that are bad.
0: Yeah, that's true.
2: I also like going second.
0: Yeah, there's advantages to going second.
2: I mean, yeah, there's deployments and some armies that I would prefer to go first. Sure. Right? And that I guess... That would strengthen this person, the uh, Dawson's point, but there's a lot of times where I go, yeah, you can go first. Because yeah. I know they're not gonna kill him. like because I'm going off the list that I've been playing recently. So like I know they're not gonna kill anything. Right? right. Or they can't assault anything. Right. So I don't think the first turn's broken in the sense that it's broken. Cause there's there's all again, deployment and movement, very fucking important. Very important. To where you won't get tabled. And if you're playing with ITC rules, which is, you know, the ITC overlords that they are, like, foresaw this and made the simple rule blocking line of sight. Because terrain, yes, terrain rules per se in eighth edition aren't the greatest in the rule book, but terrain is very, very important to have a balanced game, right? Yes. So, like, it's the same, like, at ATC that I was just at, they had four, five tables that had different types of terrain. And when you did your matchups,
0: you the, selected the,
2: the table selection was actually very important because your army that's supposed to win super big but plays it on a table that maybe you needed a lot of terrain so you could duck and hide and do all types of stuff, but right. your opponent wanted to like actually shoot the whole table. Like that's where terrain comes in, that's where the first turn not gets negated is with terrain. So if you're not playing on an adequate competitive table per se, you'll have issues where you think first turn. Shooting, shooting is, overpowered. is overpowered. Um, he also goes into saying that first turn that uh, split fire is ridiculous. And yeah. This the the, is- part, the the part that I'm I'm gonna pick at is it's awfully hard on the imagination. I don't know about you in combat, but our our fucking fifty cal's were not shooting at the same thing. I was shooting no. a fucking five five six round at
0: No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, th- that's the part I didn't agree with. I think Splitfire was actually
2: The Splitfire is like the greatest thing I've thought it's, it's in the eighth it, edition when I first read it.
0: It's 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 the great I think it's a really good addition to this edition. Um because we talked about last week, especially against like your flyers, for instance. If I have a, a storm uh, um, a shadow sword, mm-hmm. right? You've got all of this weaponry. If you select to shoot all of it at the one Eldar fighter, he goes, Okay, fine, now you're negative three to hit, now you can't hit me. Okay. Right? Whereas you said okay, I'm gonna shoot the Volcano Cannon here, my last Cannon's here, and my Heavy Bolter's there. You can only select one to be negative three, the rest are negative two, but you have a chance to hit something. Which you
2: probably know which ones are gonna do a negative three on.
0: Right, and if you have multiple Shadow Swords, okay, I've selected that target, that one's negative three, now I'm not gonna shoot at that the rest of the turn. Yeah. Now my other Shadow Swords fire. Now something, can focus. Now they can focus on something else. It gives you tactical options, and from the get-go, I've, I've liked 8th edition because of the amount of tactical options this edition gives you. It really puts more of the game into the player's hands, as opposed to the rules that you can't do anything.
2: Like So we go way, 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 way back to when I first started. You know, 13-year-old 13, 13 me. when Before I played pointy elves.
0: You were a sperm in your daddy's balls. Too far. Come, okay.
2: come forward a little, <laughs> little bit further. Come into life. Uh, so I played Space Marines like all kids did, right? Their first army was a Space Marine. Everyone played Space because Marines. Because it was yeah. a starter box. I think it was like back then it was like Space Marines and I like, think Dark Elves. And my dad, yeah. my dad just painted them, uh, regular Eldar, and played them as Guardians and stuff. But... Like, I didn't get why, like, even as a kid, as a 13-year-old kid, because, I mean, my dad liked war movies, my grandpa liked war movies, and I watched stuff, my grandpa's talked about it. Well, normal stuff, not the crazy stuff. And I just didn't get, like, why do I have to shoot bolters in my last cannon? Or my missile at launcher
0: at the same thing? Yeah.
2: I, I never understood that. So, it breaking the imagination, I, I don't agree with that, like, wholeheartedly at all. Yeah. Like at all. And then, so first edition. So he's talking about what you said about the night fighting. Yeah, he
0: had multiple comments in there, and I thought it was good to bring that's why I expanded it because he had multiple stuff to talk about, and I thought we could just discuss it. It was pretty good, but. And,
2: and on that part too, since he wants to talk about imaginations and stuff, like night fighting is not a thing in modern combat because we go, we're going to do missions at night. We bring night vision. Not only that, our satellite targeting or fucking targeting is insane. So it doesn't matter if it's nighttime. Yeah, it, it sucks for the for the Iraqis that can't see shit,
0: <laughs> but fuck them. Surrendering to CNN crews. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I I don't understand. No, yeah, but I first I thought his comment, like, now talking about it, I don't know, because now we talk about the terrain, how you can use terrain to your advantage. So the night fighting rule maybe doesn't need to be in the game. But I could see if you're playing someplace where you have shit for terrain.
2: But so... Well, oh, on that, cause I just popped in my head. And Broadside Bash, they basically had knife fight.
0: Yeah. Right? And so, like. They had you, the knife fight stratum. They gave you a stratagem. Everyone got a stratagem, and one person before the game could select, I'm going to spend two CP. It was two. It was two, yeah.
2: And it made it knife an fight. And right. then it gave you ranges, and then outside of ranges, it was negatives a hit. Mm-hmm. Which basically at the max range, it was negative two. And then at the close, like the mid range was negative one. And then if you're like 12 inches or something real short. Which wasn't going to really happen because the they were using the beta rules. You couldn't deep strike. Right. Were, were they? I don't remember. Anyways, no, they weren't. No. no. So, like, if you would get there, yeah, you wouldn't be negative one. Like, I never used it because my army was already negative two. Yeah, so you I didn't need give it. a shit.
0: I used it in every game.
2: And also, people didn't give a shit because, against me, because I had flamers and dark reapers, so. Or negative one I still hit you on threes
0: yeah I yeah. use it every game only because I'm a close combat army and in the event I got seized on or something like that yeah I'm playing mostly against shooting armies so to me it was maybe I should utilize, this is two these two command points seems important so uh, but everyone thank you for your comments uh, and participating in this one it really helps us out um,
2: yeah and uh I liked you know I liked everybody's comment I liked it so you know that I read it um, I didn't reply to i don't think any of them but that was because i knew we were going to be talking about it yeah so i didn't really want to no
0: we wanted to save our comments for this yeah um so um my thought on close combat versus shooting is in the hands of an average to bad player shooting will seem more powerful the fun players yeah the fun players yeah i play for fun um shooting will seem more powerful um because to brian Spallerina's point there's only one thing you have to consider. Am I in range? Yes. And you can pre-measure that. Then I just pick a target and shoot, right? There is some strategy into which target I shoot and what's the order that I shoot them in. And you know more about that than I do. Um, Although I do know aspects of that. It's it's much, the, the, the shooting phase is much simpler. Whereas the actual fight phase itself is actually seven phases in one. Uh, I think we talked about this in a previous show. Um, First, and and there's strategy to all of these different aspects of the fight phase. So you have you select the target to charge with a unit, and which unit you select to charge with is important because if you're kind of you got multiple units that can charge, which one charges first and who it charges—that's really important. Because we've talked about it before, where you will often go, "I'm going to charge everyone within 12 inches of me." Yep. Right, and then you utilize right the banshee mask you can't overwatch me so cool now i gotta figure out how far i go right mm-hmm. um then there's the actual charge depending on what you've rolled so then you say okay i'm gonna assault everyone within 12 inches you roll your dice and it's like okay six what's the best target within six inches now or is it going and grabbing this objective you know there's that portion there's how so you, you move the models their strategy to that where you move real, the just models real
2: quick so the shooting phase i'm going to interrupt because you, you were talking about the go hard yeah yeah uh, the shooting phase is choose a unit to shoot with, choose a target, choose a range weapon, resolve attacks.
0: Yeah. So four things to decide.
2: That happen not differently all at the same time these... and then you resolve the attacks, right. right? When you go to the charge phase, you have the charge, which is basically the shooting, right? Right. You choose a unit, choose a target, and resolves overwatch, roll the 2d6. That's the shooting. That's... Basically the same thing. That's shooters, just the charge phase. But that's just charge. Then you go to the actual fight phase. And then you have, you know, you're choosing unit to fight with. Pile in three inches. Choose target. Some some models can pile in six inches. Six, yeah. Um, Choose melee weapons. Resolve close combat attacks. Consolidate up to three inches. Some consolidate six inches. Or more. Who does more?
0: I can. I have a strategy where I can choose. to not, Instead of consolidating, I can move again.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a fucking dick move.
0: <laughs> just
2: if, if if you ever play in Tyranids, make sure that you have a, somehow to leave somebody within three, three inches, inches of a unit after they're done attacking.
0: Just measure your dick out, because that's three inches, and put it, you know.
2: Well, they wouldn't be able to get it up on the table. No,
0: that's true. Well, most people are taller than you, though, Ray. Yeah,
2: but still, three inches, come on. Let's be realistic here. <laughs> Even if you're a fucking jolly green giant, you have a three-inch dick, <laughs> it's not going to go very far on the table. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> Yeah I just wanted Real quick So the seven phases Is what Andy was saying
0: Compared to All together
2: Yeah all together Like all things That you have to do Different steps to Where the shooting phase You do A couple checks You just resolve Right So right there's Some complexity That makes The assault phase More intricate And maybe at first glance Really hard to do But once you understand Every single phase You may start to think That assaulting Is actually a little bit Stronger than you think
0: because there's, I mean, there's so many strategies to be played within each one of those steps. The more steps you have, the more strategy you have. The more things, the more ways, the more options. The more options. Um, so, so you select the target. You do the actual charge. Um, Which
2: a charge right there is what you were talking about. Where do I want to hold this objective? So I can because all you need to do is the the model. The first one that you move needs to end up within an inch.
0: Right, the first model you move. First model.
2: It doesn't have to be the first model closest to the unit. Mm-hmm. If you make a boxcar charge, you can take the guy all the way in the back and move him to within an inch of fucking the enemy that you're at- attacking. And then move everyone else within two inches of him to keep coherency. And then hold fucking an objective. Right. Or deny an objective.
0: Right. Or you can move... Or be
2: an inch out of somebody, another target that you didn't choose to hit. Right. Right. Which is also another type, like a
0: vehicle or something like that. Or you can leave some guys back to remain a, a bubble, for instance. Like there's a guy who, this guy, if you're within six inches of this dude, he gives you plus whatever. You know, you want to stay within the so all but the last two guys to stay in coherency and six inches now move. Yeah, you know, there's, there's so also some, there's something to
2: also keep in mind too. This is the last point of the phase of your turn that you need to keep your unit in coherency. Until your turn comes back around in right. the movement phase.
0: Because after this, you don't have to stay in coherency. You don't have to
2: consider. It's just pile in to close closest enemy units.
0: Um, you can pile away from your unit it, out of coherency. Yeah, it, does, yeah. it
2: does not matter. Until, because you, coherency happens in the movement phase, that if you're not in coherency at the beginning of your movement phase, all your movement has to be towards going into coherency.
0: And if you can't, you can't move. And
2: if you can't do that, then you can't move.
0: And there's some strategy around that too. But there's
2: strategy with that too. Yeah. Which is only happens... A real dick move. <laughs> it only really happens in the assault phase. Yes, it can happen in the shooting phase, but that's your opponent doing it to you. This is doing it by your choice. Right. Okay, so can you on with your thing with the phases.
0: So then there's the order of attacks. Who attacks first? Like, so f- four of my units make it into assault. Which unit attacks first? This is important because there's two strategy points. J- well, to- it,
2: it, four units make it into close combat. That means those four charging units get to attack first, but the charging player gets to pick the first First charging charging, yeah, And then there's the great stratagem, the two CP. Two command points. Which, I play in a shooting army, I do utilize. I don't think I'm going to kill him, but it's to stop certain movements. Right. And I I guess I can go into that real quick too. Go for it, yeah. So, um, Andy charges four different units in. So he's going to have all these activations happening. But, I can see what he's trying to do sometimes to where like he wants to pile in to like Uh, into a different character that he declared as a charge but didn't fully make it or something, right? Mm -hmm. And you get to attack again. Well, I usually use wave serpents that, you know, they normally don't get charged sometimes. Sometimes they do, but sometimes they do these movements and then there's like, they're within, you know, the the pile-in. So then you just pile in. or actually, they have to be charged. Sorry, that was it. My bad. So they get charged too, but they didn't. They stayed one inch out. Right. So I actually interrupt... And touch as many models as I can with the wave serpent. And that stops those models that I touched from now, moving at piling
0: all. Piling in, yeah.
2: Right? And then not only that, that also brings you closer to, like, the units that are maybe behind them. Right. So, they have to end their movement closer to the wave serpent. So, they won't always make it to uh, to whatever they're trying to get to or whatever they're trying to pull off. Also, this happens when characters charge, right? Like, my Banshee. Like, so, I'll use uh, Tony... Gripando, he, he did a good move. So I charged everything within 12. I wanted to get your Yvrain, right? But I didn't. I rolled like a 7 or 8. So I I was going to be within an inch of some rangers, but there was enough room in between his his uh, rangers that I could have used my 3-inch pylon to be within an inch of your Yvrain and then actually do my attacks against her since she was a declared target. But there was also a Farseer that was within 3 inches so when I placed my movement, he heroically intervened to touch me. It's it's not he didn't interrupt me, but it's heroic intervention, right? So he was able to pile in and touch my fucking autark, so I wasn't wasn't allowed to move the extra three inches. And that's what I'm saying. Like the interrupting can be used that same way, right? Like if say even if I got a character, like if I was within an inch of a Farseer, right? When I did my charge, but I decide I was gonna pile into your brain to be within an inch of her. You can interrupt with the farce here, two CP, and then pile in, as long as that, you know, wasn't my only charging, which right. that which that uh, only happened because it was and he I was within three.
0: Right. Right. But the order of attacks is important because for instance, I played a game against Pretty Dick, the one where I beat him, he charged <laughs> with a bunch of units. So he charged a demon prince into my flying hive tyrant, and then thirty blood letters into a hive tyrant some gene stealers on the other side of the board and a bunch of rippers. Well, he attacked first with the demon prince into the flying hive tyrant didn't kill him. Okay, cool. And he goes, "Okay, now I'm going to do this. I'm going to spend two command points I'm going to erupt you with my gene stealers." 19 gene stealers went into 30 blood letters and killed all but like three of them.
2: Yeah. And that's and that's
0: like and he saw that and he went, "Shit."
2: And that's some strategy too. Like these armies that want to like assault you. There's usually a lot of units assaulting one time. So, then as an opponent playing against someone that's going to be charging a lot, you can also say, like, okay, I can give him all these options to charge. But if he doesn't pick the right one, or maybe he picks one that is not the best choice, like in your chance wasn't the best choice. But at the same time, like in uh, Pretty Dick's shoes, which I don't want to be in,
0: but <laughs> some big shoes like, you, wouldn't wear, you wouldn't fit in them. Yeah,
2: I, I would fit. I just have like, a lot like of clown room. shoes on you. All yeah. Right. So your analogy is wrong. Okay. I would actually fit, but but uh, like the demon prince. Say if he did attack with the bladetars first, right? You're still gonna interrupt a, the swing with the what was it? No, the flying high Flying tyrant. tyrant, right? And if he fell some saves, that's a dead demon prince. Cause yeah. Because back oh. then you're definitely using the the heavy talons. The or the Sighting talons. So that was all you needed. Negative three, three damage. Yeah. yeah. All you needed was three to go through, and you would have been dead because they only have nine. Right. Or eight. I don't know. Yeah. They usually die when I shoot them. Yeah. Know. But like, so like the options there, there, there's a lot of like tactful decisions, I guess you could say. Right. That goes into even activations. Right. So not only do we have the movement and the charging and stuff, so we're still having options going on. Go ahead. Continue.
0: Well, now there's the pile. So now we've selected the units to attack. Now there's the pile in. Um, for instance, hormigons can pile in six inches. Everyone else usually piles in three. But if you've moved correctly, I didn't even select to so say like there's like a tank, and I I moved myself. So usually what I'll do is I'll move myself. You near the beer.
2: Bear me. Bear you. This Bear. one has alcohol, so this one's me. go down easier.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I would move myself in a way like you were saying where I could go and touch another target. So I'm going to assault this unit here but I moved my guy closer to that tank so that when I, when I pile in, I didn't declare him as a charge. So he couldn't overwatch me with that tank, but now I was going to take one guy and pile in next to him. And now I've now I've piled into the tank
2: and, and wait, now he can't shoot. So what you're talking about is a strategy against uh, these gun lines, especially a, a prevalent army right now with the stupid forge world unit. The, I don't know what they call it. Promethium, something flame. They're, they're the flame tanks from for from forge world. They're like 81 points.
0: Yeah. The forge. Yeah.
2: They're undercosted. Anyways, that's beside the point. You don't want to charge those motherfuckers because no. they're gonna fucking hit you a shit ton. Right. Right? And just rolling saves, people are gonna die. So a lot of times there's other things to charge around them. Usually. Because they've yeah. guardsmen holding objectives, they got fucking I don't know, something they have space marines, so they're scouts somewhere. You just want to touch that motherfucker. And you just at the end of the of all this what we're going through, you just want one dude within an inch of a tank. Right. Because if a tank doesn't have fly, for the most part can't back up and shoot you, exactly. not unless it's uh, Ultramarines, which you would be negative hit, but the Flamers are still auto-hit, but they, like I said, they're Imperial Guard. They're Imperial Guard. So, touching vehicles very, very important to stopping shoot- shooting armies if right. you're an assault army. Continue.
0: So, I actually, I was going to talk about this later, but it's it's a good. I played Seth in his um, Guard Army. He's got the Shadow Sword, a bunch of Guardsmen units, and then he's got three of those Forge World flame tanks. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's the standard. You take three of this flame tank because they're badass and they cost nothing. You and, could
2: take nine, but...
0: Yeah, you could if you took them in squadrons, mm-hmm. but but he took three of them and the shadow sword and then a bunch of guardsmen and some other nonsense. Um, so I did just that. I assaulted the guard unit standing next to the tank, put a guy closest to it. So when I piled in, he couldn't, o- he couldn't overwatch me with the tank. And then I just put a guy, I just touched him. I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna touch your tanks' pee-pee right here. Just touching, touch the peepee right there. Boop. Yeah. I, I mean,
2: it. if you ever had a peepee touch, it does, you know, pause you, paralyze you. Yeah, you get
0: paused. Whoa. You hey, know. hey. Um, but you can do that with more just tanks. There's that infantry unit that has good shooting. Um, you know, you could do that to them as well. Just oh, I'm just gonna pile into you. Boop. You can't touch. Uh, I did it against um, um. Just Arthur. Go. Arthur. Oh, um. Yeah. He, yeah. he has his, his chaos, and he had the um the noise marines. I assaulted the cultists, but I put one guy into the noise marines. Just touched them.
2: Now, some armies, the greatest armor that we are, we have stratagems. Where yeah. We, most of our ship flies, and then our right. infantry, if somehow, miraculously, they survive a close combat, they can fall back and still shoot for 2 CP.
0: Right. But still, it's but, 2 but CP still,
2: it's 2 CP you Anytime you're making your opponent spend CP to do something that he On didn't your want, terms? Yeah. He, yeah, that's on your terms, basically. It's a good thing. Yeah um especially against like you know Eldar armies because we don't have many we're not fucking imperium where we have 20 something by the end of the game right so definitely a key point um falling back shooting yeah
0: continue. yeah but I, I i i was able in my first round of charging to get into infantry units and touch two of his flame tanks so now they weren't shooting mm-hmm. i did that for two turns his flamer tanks did not shoot for two turns Actually, and one of them never got a chance to shoot because I assaulted it out of, um, we'll do that in the attack, consolidate, attack again portion. But, yeah, I was able to keep his flame tanks from shooting for two turns, which this thing you're depending on killing things with this gun is not doing it.
2: Well, you're stopping, because the way I look at games is I always look at the points of things, right? So, if I have a unit that my wave servant always pulls more weight than it does. Sure. Not always in killing. It does get points. It usually gets its points back in shooting, usually by shooting small infantry units. But it really gets its points back in my sense because I touch units that should be shooting. And as long as they're not shooting, I go ahead and count that as so many points not being utilized in the game. Right. Inefficient. Inefficient, right? And usually wave servers don't get dealt with in time. So like that one unit that I keep touching is necessarily dead like, right, because it's not doing anything. Right. Because of my one tank. Right. So it's ways of looking at uh, not when you're value what am I trying to say? Value.
0: When you're evaluating. Valuing, yeah.
2: valuing your units against your opponent's units is you may not be killing something, but you're stopping something being used. And sometimes it's something that's key to your opponent. And then once you start taking thing- other things away, you might need to be depending on said things and now not being used.
0: Right. But you know, doing that it keeps points off of his table. Essentially, that's what it does, and that's exceptionally powerful. Shooting armies don't get to do that necessarily.
2: No, shooting is I shoot you, you should die. Right. If you don't die, that's a problem.
0: Right. I cannot kill you in the assault phase, and it's still not a problem.
2: No, because you're still you're still interacting with your right. Doing exactly. Certain
0: things. Exactly. You're still you're still in the game. Um, then there's the actual attack. What weapon do I attack with? Who do I attack with? You know, when you're an assault army, you're often touching like one unit will often be touching three or four things. Mm-hmm. Who's killing what? I may have charged, I may have said this one gene steel unit's gonna charge these four things. I end up touching three of them, or I can get the three of them, but I say, you know what, I'm only gonna attack now these two units, because I want to kill them or not kill something for a very specific reason.
2: And I wanna put in light the uh, most shooting armies, a a single unit shoots set amount of times, right? Right. Shoots 12 times, you know, if it's a really, really... So the really good good shooting that's a lot of damage, say Dark Reavers, right? It's going to be 8 shots. So you attract 3s hit, you probably get a couple misses, you still need a wound, you know, getting a few less. It's only negative 2, most things will still get some type of save, get a little bit. Yes, the damage is great when it's a single target, but if you're shooting at a lot of things, 8 doesn't turn, so, so then they turn into 16 shots. That's their high end, right? With a two d six, you know, tempest right. Lodger. But in close combat, the real dedicated shit. You look at berserkers, look at gene stealers, even harlequins. Like they get like four fucking five attacks each.
0: Four or five attacks each. There's more attacks in close combat There's than there a is in shit shooting. Shit
2: ton of attacks. And not only that is that. Oh, you know, it's mass attacks, right? Some armor like berserkers. Most of them is just. Like mass attacks, chain Swords or whatever. Same right. thing, in Death Company chainsaws. But then those those heavy like, they have fucking uh, thunderhammers or thunderhammers, power fists. They have axes. Well, actually, Brazilians can all use axes. So then they got some negatives already. Like that's gonna more likely kill things. On top of that, you have stratagem. So chaos has the plus one to wound. Oh, I'm wounding on fours. Now I went on threes. I wound on threes. I wound on twos. I wound on fives. I wound on fours. Like five to four is a huge difference. Mm -hmm. and very powerful and it can be used on these um and then gene stealers yeah you don't get pluses to wound or whatever but your sixes are negative three negative four or negative four those are
0: automatically wounding most things most things it's automatically wounding shadow sword it's automatically wounding at night
2: yeah and the negative four goes straight through you know armor and stuff and if you have an invul most things with invuls don't have a lot of wounds usually
0: you're talking about five wounds, yeah.
2: You're talking about characters that have like maybe nine wounds or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, it also like there is units that have some good invuls, but they're they're more elite and they're also really expensive. So when you lose each model, it's very detrimental to your arm to your opponent's army.
0: Right, and you know when you have a close combat army too, often they'll have more than one weapons option. Right. So for instance, gene Steelers, I can take rending claws. I also have scything talons, which are free, and then there's the the acid mods. I so can take four of them in a 19 man unit. So now I have weapons options. So, okay, I've got a four up save and a four up invulnerable. So i I'm going against chaos. I have a five up save or a five up invulnerable. Okay. I'm going to use my scything talents then because doesn't matter what I roll. And I get to reroll my ones to hit you. Now. Now I get more attacks. The rending doesn't matter. You have five up yeah. vulnerable anyway. So now I've got options. Fuck. I was doing my scything talents. Yeah. Eat, way eat way dice. Yeah. Just take, take more saves.
2: Here's more math.
0: Right. Or I save on sixes. Okay. Here's my option. It's a five man unit. Maybe I use my rending clause because those rendings will now definitely kill you, right? But if it's a six up save and there's more of you, maybe I'll use my scything talent because I want more attacks. More attacks. It just depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Because a big mob squad of something, say, okay, I kill 30 um or it's it's now yeah, um like conscripts, for instance. Let's so just use them for as example, right? If I kill a lot of them, now they're not efficient anymore. They're still shooting lasguns. They're shitty. They can't, you know...
2: They're still Jackson so
0: Right, but the, the weight of attacks isn't as strong, right? I'm probably not going to kill them with Rending Claws, so I'll use Scything Talons. Just mm-hmm. more kills, right? Make yeah. you take more saves. There's just more options to be played that way. That's why... And
2: if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, oh, but, Ray, you know, there's Hurricane Bolters, there's fucking... Basically, Hurricane Bolters that shoot a bajillion small-arm shots, or there's fucking Swooping Hawks that shoot 20 shots from five dudes. Yeah, Superhawks are first off strength three, right? So, and there's no stratagem to make them. Yeah, there's doom, but usually the doom targets are gonna die anyways. And it's, right, it's, it's usually one model or one unit. Where like Andy was saying, like close combat, it can be multiple units. Right, right. And also my strength three shooting twenty shot five man unit dies like that. Also right. heavy heavy bolters can kill the shit out of infantry, but they ain't gonna kill much when it comes to big fucking tanks. They might get right. a couple wounds. Right. Because hitting on twos and then fucking wounding on fives and then three up saves or two up saves because cover, like a little bit's going to go through and then some things have some type of feeling pains like my vehicles do. Mm -hmm. It's a little bit less. So cool. You got two wounds. Right. Congratulations. Out of, I don't even know what a predator squad shoots. It's something ridiculous. Right. Right. Yeah. But you got two wounds. Right. And I've been shot at by predators. Right. They don't kill shit. Right. (laughs) other than infantry, which I don't have any, but that's what they're there for. Right. So I think the close combat attacks are more valuable because they usually have AP or they have some type of special rule to where they get the extra rending. Right, or something. Right. Just ignore saves.
0: There's something that helps them out. Um, when you pile that on on top of the weight of attacks and this and that, like, like we've said before, cultists by themselves.
2: Not only that, most, com- like I said, when I saw an ATC, my opponent looked at his book, and I realized I was fucking facing a close combat unit. They have an attack again. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's what you're going to get we're, we're getting
0: th- We're getting there, yeah. But um, we've we said before. When you add things on top of a unit, like cultists by themselves are a piece of shit garbage unit, right? But when you add the stuff on top of them, they become amazing, right? Same thing with close combat army. By themselves, they may not seem like a lot. But gene stirrers come with three basic attacks. But if I have more than ten, now it's four attacks. And if I have them within the right bubble or right unit or right stratagem or whatever, I can add more on top of it. So every close combat army has something like that. You know, Not, the close combat focused ones do.
2: Yeah, we're, we're going to come back around. If you're listening to it, you're still out there saying like, but getting there, we'll come back to that. Yeah, we'll
0: come back to that. Then there's the consolidation phase. This is a very important phase that actually ties into everything you've already done. So when you before you even select a target, you need to be thinking about my consolidation. Yeah, where happens, am I going?
2: What happens after I kill this unit or what happens that I don't want to kill this unit? Because I mean your, your charge and your pile in, a pile in is optional. A consolidate right. is optional. Right. The move where you go is optional, but you have to accept the one guy that has to be within, the one with your charger. Right. Um fuck, I lost train of thought.
0: You you could choose not to consolidate.
2: Yeah, you can not choose to consolidate. So like in your turn, you can use your charge to surround a unit. And I think I've said this in a, another podcast. Uh, is that you can surround a whole fucking unit. Like for you your genesis. They can surround right. a scout unit. Okay. You get that one guy that's within an inch. Consolidate phase. Okay, I'm done consolidating. Yeah. Right? So, you have to fucking just attack with whatever is within an inch. The one guy. And the one guy that's within an inch of that guy. Which.
0: I can make it so he's not. see is two inches. Two inches.
2: So, you're 1.1. Make sh- now, again. I would read it. Playing with a tent when you move and communicating with your opponent is very fucking important. Yes, very important. Because you say, this guy's going to be within an inch. This guy is going to be 1.1 away from that guy. mm-hmm, And 1.1 away from your guys. And all my guys are going to do that.
0: Right, and they're surrounding you.
2: Usually when you tell them, they have a fucking side. They, have, like, they, have,
0: they know exactly what you're saying at this point. Even well, if, if, if they you're don't, playing, they're dumb.
2: <laughs> yeah. If, you're, if they know what you're doing, they're a good player. If they don't, then you're probably going to win this game anyways.
0: So... So just kill the fuck out of that scout squad. So,
2: no, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't do, do that. No. So that one guy attacks, you know, you're hoping for misses. Go cool. oh, oh, sweet. I got two misses. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. my attacks. Ah, oh, fuck. I only want one. I killed wounded, one guy. I, I wounded one dude. Damn. Damn. Right, he dies. Right. All right. Pile in. Now I pile in everything to circle this unit, which would be. Consolidating. Consoli- yeah. Or sorry. Consolidating into this unit and using your other consolidates to move around to get more movement but still making the scout unit closer and then the camp done yeah so morale phase i said scout so they're not gonna fail fail. because they're fucking leadership aid they fucking only lost one dude and then okay their turn they can't get out so now your big ass scary gene stealer squad can't be attacked at all right can't be shot at. I mean, it will be close
0: combat. We, we toyed around with you for a turn. We we tapped you with our scything talents. Yeah, like, this, like, we yelled at some, them for a, touched a, some a whole PBs. turn. We smacked you on the ass with our siding talent. Running clock, running clock, right there. Hey, tap your butthole with a little bit. Yeah, no, but now this turn.
2: Yeah, and then on your opponent's you, the scout player's turn in the their, assault phase. in their fight phase, phase. Yeah. If they didn't assault you, okay, now you fucking swing everything at these fuckers. Killed them. They up. will be dead.
0: Fuck out of them. Too
2: many attacks, and then you get to fucking consolidate. Consolidate again. It again. Towards the enemy, and then in Andy's case, he gets to use a strategy where he just basically gets a free movement. But in other armies like Chaos, where like it, you can be done with berserkers as well, right? They surround, they kill, they use a consolidate to to move three inches towards the closest enemy unit, and then on their now it's their turn. Now they get a free move, and then then they can do it all over again. Yeah. Or usually like Chaos armies, like other close Harlequin armies too, that they have to grab that island. Like that, the what people used to use for uh, screens, or that screening unit. Right. They have to do that, and then on the next turn, they're able to get the real juicy stuff, and then that's when shit starts going downhill. Right. And, like, not only, for because I play a shooting army, close combat armies really fuck up target priority. Because there's something I need to shoot way the fuck over here, but if I don't shoot this unit that's in my face... That's not so much scary, but that, that unit's going to kill... The unit that I need to shoot at is going to kill something every turn just with shooting. Right. But this unit's not only going to kill shit, replace shit, and also fucking stop other shit from shooting. Not unless I have stratagems, and if it's turn three, I probably don't. Right. Like, that takes priority, but still that other unit's still holding objectives, fucking shooting mm-hmm. objectives, being a shooting unit for over there. But this close combat unit is having a lot more impact on the game.
0: Yeah. Even though they're not killing a lot, they're just having an impact stopping you from doing Yeah, shit.
2: they don't even have to kill anything. In, in your case, you can fall back in charge, which is really fucking annoying. Right. Most armies don't have that. Right.
0: So yeah, I don't consider that as a, as a standard thing. It's something that I get to take advantage of. But yeah. even so, still, like, these are strategies you can use and not have that strategy. So
2: as a shooting army, and I'm playing against something like what Andy's talking about, and I'm not playing Gene Stealers, or if I am playing Gene Stealers and they're not cracking, cracking specifically, like... I use the wave serpents to, like, okay, you didn't kill that unit. Okay, on my turn, I'm going to charge a wave serpent in at the very, like, thinnest part of your unit. So, you only get a couple attacks. You're still in close combat. You cannot fall back and charge. You would have to deal with this wave serpent. And then I can control that unit. But then go back to killing the one unit that I was talking about earlier. About, like, okay, i got to kill the shooting unit first. And then I'll deal with this unit. Yeah. But in Kraken Tyranid's case, you have to deal with that unit.
0: You have to, yeah. Because they're going to fall out and gonna charge something better. Yes. <laughs> oh, great. You touched me that wave serpent. Awesome. Oh, you dropped those guardians I out of the wave punished. serpent before you got there. Sweet. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Thanks. Kraken's a problem.
0: Thanks a million. Yeah. Um, so after the consolidate, the consolidate's important because it... Remember two is when you move and you pile in, you have... When you consolidate, you consolidate towards the closest enemy unit. So if you're attacking with a lot of dudes, you better make sure that the target you want to start moving closest towards... Or the direction you want to move closest towards is there. So say, for instance, you assault a unit that's just outside of a building. Right? I want to occupy that building ITC-wise because I don't want you shooting at me. I killed the unit.
2: Or where I can lose a couple guys and then you can't see
0: me. Right, exactly. So I kill the unit. Right? So it's a five-man whatever shit squad. Right? Uh, Warrior squad, rangers, whatever. Right? They're just outside the building. I kill them, but I make sure that the next closest unit is in the direction where I can now consolidate my unit into the building.
2: Oh, it's a per-model basis, though.
0: Right. So you make sure that those models, though... Are the closest. Are the closest. So that's... The whole movement portion of that is important. Yeah. So you can consolidate towards that. Uh Um, But then there's the potential to attack again. And most close combat armies have this stratagem where you can attack again. It's expensive. Usually three command points.
2: And it's not overpriced.
0: It's not overpriced because... If you go back and listen to the episode where I interviewed Matt Root, where he did my um my list doctoring for me, we talked about this and I I didn't understand this portion of the phase. But you can use the stratagem on something you have not declared as a charge and still won't run into it or surround it. And yeah, you won't a,
2: be able to attack them, but you, you won't get, be able
0: to attack them you get but to lose
2: is, the attack you get to use the pile-in and the consolidate
0: the pile-in yeah you get to use the pile-in essentially which is exceptionally powerful because this happens at the you, end you still get of, a consolidate uh consolidate happens after a unit has died though right no no so
2: that, it happens so the pile-in happens when the uh, unit is oh right that's right that's right and then at the end of the five the phase consolidate you consolidate at the happens, end of the fight yeah, phase that's you you right always yeah, yeah,
0: consolidate. yes correct yes so you use both that's six inches of movement you're getting for free which is amazing. So I can't kill you, but if I'm a close combat army sitting in the middle of an open field, with my dick in the wind, I want to really need to get around this unit. So a, I can't be, I, so I can't be shot at, you know. Which for your close combat armies is usually a problem.
2: <laughs> and usually, like a lot of people, when I do certain things with this, because I, I do even with my shooting army. I mean, I have uh, Storm Guardians on my list, but I've done it with Dark Reapers. I've done with where you assault a tank and then use the consolidate to like. Pile in, but still stay out. Just move... Mila, whatever. Like, I don't know. I always tell them, like, I don't know that exact name, but there's some smaller measurement in between each thing. So I'm just going to move one closer to you.
3: I call it a cunt here.
2: And then then I'm going to consolidate another three inches to end up way over here. That's basically six inches. Gradually getting close to you. That we can't measure because I don't have whatever the exact measure tool is. right, right. But... You get six inches of movement, and you're going to surround a tank to where it can't fall back. Right. And then my Dark Reapers aren't getting a shot. Right. And then on my turn, I fall back, and then you use two command points, and I get to shoot shit. Right. So, six-inch movements on top of your normal movement is very powerful. Yes. And then close combat armies get to do that twice. Right. Berserkers get to do it three times. Right. Not cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, I just spoke for 40... We spoke about 40 minutes on just the the charge and fight phase yeah and we spent a whole like 30 seconds
2: well i mean I, so shooting because i always i was going to get into that too so you we've talked for what you said 40 minutes about uh all the close little combat, things yeah. close combat tricks and stuff you can do shooting is literally i pick this unit i'm gonna shoot at that unit odds say i kill it you rolled above odds it didn't die okay next unit i have to keep shooting that unit have to keep shooting that unit. That's it. There's no... Like, the movement, the consolidating, the pile-in, there's none of that. There's no extra movements. There's no strategy of that. It's just, in the movement phase, I go here so I can shoot this. If I didn't think of the math or I didn't value the target enough to put enough into it, and now my other shit's out of range because of the movement phase, tough shit. There's nothing you can do. The unit's going to be alive.
0: Yeah. So now you're Fucked. But that's the shooting phase. Now this 100-point unit has not done anything.
2: Now, shoot again. Let's see. Who can shoot again? Yunari with a power that's gotten nerfed to where it's an 8. It doesn't go off all the time. Yes, there's stratagems. Uh, Two command th- point
0: stratagems. Chaos has them.
2: Chaos stra- stratagem. Um, Tyranids can shoot again. Yes. Um. Surprisingly, Tau can't shoot again, which is I thought they would for sure get.
0: They, they should have gotten that, the, yeah, but...
2: Uh, Dark Eldar can shoot with uh one of the one of their Covens which is... I think it's a witch cabal or something. I don't know. One of the one of their three armies inside their army book can shoot again. Shoot again. Which is usually a talos. Um Yeah. I don't know how else really shoot. uh well Berserkers, but that's chaos. Right. Berserkers have shoot again. But that is also tied against um Marks. Right? So, like, they have to be Sanesh to shoot again. hmm And if they're not, if they are Sanesh, that means they don't attack again. So, when you go into right. close combat with stuff, they can't. So, like, cultists and stuff, that's very important. When you're looking at... These are things that, like, when I look at Chaos list. it's like, what's Sanesh? Okay, he plans to shoot these guys twice. Yeah. What's fucking uh, World leaders? Okay, they... They're going to attack they're twice. They're going to attack twice. Okay, got it. You can kind of, like, really fill out the Chaos's list because it's really, like... Out there, you it's, know,
0: it's dedicated to what it's supposed to do. Yeah, it's
2: yeah. it's broadcasting. You can plan for that. But back to shooting phase, it's literally just pick a target, shoot at it, roll dice. Hopefully, I roll really good. You roll really bad, or it's such good shooting, it just kills said unit. Right. But I need line of sight. Some some things don't. But the things that don't, you usually get saves against, and it's really easy. Like igno- the line of sight, ignoring stuff, real easy to get fucking cover. Right. If you're a vehicle, just have your base. Touching a uh, thing that gives cover, you're more likely going to be 50% obscured because they can't see you. Right. That's 50% obscured. It doesn't matter that the vehicle ignores line of sight because the cover rule states line of sight. Right. Something to know. I've had plenty of arguments about that before. Give my wave service two up saves. Um, Give my flyers saves because they can't see it, but they're shooting mortars and shit. like, oh, I have two up saves. Yeah. Sweet. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's it. Like I, I'm just like kind of talking and rambling on about little tricks to get you uh, uh, things against shooting. But that's it. That's things against shooting, not for shooting. Right. Yeah, shooting's very powerful, especially if you're playing on a flat table. If you're yeah. playing on a flat table, yeah,
0: assault sucks. Go buy some terrain. You're
2: not. You're not going to get there.
0: <laughs> it, it really does suck. Go buy a disc man and steal the foam out of the inside. But then at the same terrain. time, if
2: you're playing on a table that's all flat and hills or tiered spores, things, they look really cool. They, they look don't do anything but they don't do shit. They don't do anything. Now, if you can put some ruins in there and then put some spores coming out of it, that would be cool. It's not, a,
0: it's not a functional table. It's
2: not a functional table. So, yes, you're not getting a balanced game because you're not playing on a balanced table.
0: You're not playing with all the rules. You need a little bit of forest. You need a little bit of ruins. You need a building. You add those three elements, now you have a balanced table.
2: Or put some rules like the broadside, what they did there with the flat stuff was infinitely high. It was annoying because... We weren't planned for it. It was just like that day. It was the right?
0: side of the morning of. The morning of. Now go roll dice.
2: What? The so fuck? I was I wasn't planning <laughs> this. I wasn't used to it. Like it fucked me over in one game against Brandon where like I should have done something else. But like use stuff like that. Like that's if if they were told us three weeks out, like, okay, cool, flat things gonna be so I'll be we'd have practiced to, on a table I'd like that. It. Yeah, it would have been fine.
0: We were practicing on, on as much of a flat table as we could at my house. <laughs> we was like, oh, here's two ruins and a bunch of forests. Let's go. Let's try this out. Yeah. Like We practiced it. But if they had told us these things are like tubes, we'd have put a bunch of tubes out there and said, okay, this is what it looks like.
2: Yeah. And then uh, then the the movement becomes more important. Right. Um. So, like I said, I want to struggle back around to getting to close combat. Yeah. If you're a close combat army, be a close combat army. Don't have one unit. Uh, Berserkers and say, I'm a close combat army. No, you're not. You're you're not. If you're going to be a close combat, be a close combat army. Also, know that you're a close combat army. Shit's going to die. Oh, yeah. But when you get there, it changes the fucking game. Right? So, use transports. Transports are very good. Currently, transports may become a little less effective because now everybody's planning for fucking knights. Right. But...
0: Which is armor piercing. If you're, you're chaos,
2: just, bring a knight. If you're imperial guard, or if you're Imperium, bring a knight. So they have to deal with that instead of shooting at your transports, right. or shooting at the units that are running at you, or guess what? They actually shoot the units that are running at them, and then your knight just fucking shitting on them. Right. It's it's threat priority, right? It's it's target priority for the shooting player. When I play Andy, he has two gene slitters. They're just running across the table, plus flying hive tyrants, plus a swarm lord. Plus gargoyles that are way fast.
0: What am I gonna shoot? It's threat overload. I make you select targets.
2: When you're a close combat, that's the army you have to be, is threat overload. Yes, there's some deployments that suck. The football yes. field one does suck. It sucks. But then you need to practice. That's what you need to be practicing. Not the fucking Dawn of short, War. short. Short. You're probably gonna win those games. Oh yeah. Especially if you're going against a gunline army, because that means that you can, like we were saying, you're touching Peeps turn one. Touching Peeps turn one. <laughs> that's what strategy is gonna be called. Touching <laughs> pee-pees turn one. We're not.
0: We're not waiting for the third date here. We're touching Peeps on the first we, date. <laughs> I think
2: we just said the title of the show. <laughs> <laughs> ah!
0: Touching peepees turn one. Touching peepees
2: turn one. <laughs> also, um, so Harlequins for my porny-eared Xeno guys, for Chaos, I fucking hate Chaos. You guys can move again, right? For yeah. The same thing. You move in advance, you're fucking cast, start everything on the board. If you go first, I know I just said it, go first. I'll come back to that. You mean you still use terrain? Like, I think a close combat unit should always be deploying defensively but as aggressive as they can. So when they if they get to pick their side, pick something that has a building like close to the line right. or on the line. So you can put your guys in there. And then they move and then your guy comes out and moves them again. Gene Steelers, you just fucking move Double and my advance move, move again. then Swarm
0: Lord I looked at the FAQ. You can do that outside of the movement phase. But double one? the advance move. Opportunistic advance. Okay, cool. You can use an overrun, you can use it it overruns in the consolidation phase instead of consolidating i use overrun I can also use it with the swarm lord type commander ability as well
2: get used to your your uh stratagems like that look at the faqs and stuff you know people get wrong like i used to get some things wrong because i think it's some way but there was a faq that i read once and i forgot yeah also one thing to know is if you are using faqs like it would probably be who of you to uh cut that one out and be like yeah it's right here see
0: yeah, because they're going to ask you that question. They're going to ask you. You can do that again. Yeah, here it is. Here's the FAQ.
2: Yeah, here's the FAQ. There's nothing they can say. It happens. Um, so use transports. Use terrain when you deploy defensively, but kind of more on the aggressive side. Hey, there is some tables and some tournaments you go to. There's no. There's no terrain.
0: It's, that's shit. That happens.
2: And it happens. Right. So you just pull online. Right. Yeah. And hope they roll back.
0: Right. <laughs> if there's no terrain to but that point.
2: If, but if you're going to a tournament that you know that is like that, you sh- probably shouldn't be building a close combat army.
0: Probably should be building a different army.
2: Or have more vehicles.
0: Right? Or have more so support. Say,
2: like if you had nothing but transport, you like you're going to broadside bachelor and like they didn't we didn't know about the rule. Have something like chaos, you have these infiltrating cultists that are annoying as fuck. Yeah. They're already nine inches away.
0: They get to move again. Then they move again six
2: inches. Oh, yeah. They also get to move again because of fucking warp time. And like, oh, it's only a three-inch thing. Yeah, you trail back this little fucking slimy dick that goes back to the fucking... The mothership. The mothership. And then the fucking sorcerer comes out Like, yeah, you guys. Pat on the butt. Keep going. You guys are good. (laughs) You You guys are good. You guys started on the table. You guys are good. Go. And then you're tying up the opponent's whole army. Right. Like, I don't... So, like... Chaos, Chaos is the one that bitches about a lot. Oh, Chaos, you know, close combat is unpowered. You got fucking infiltrating cultists. Shut the yeah, fuck up. Yeah, eat a dick. <laughs> um Tyrannix, a dicks. You're really fast. Orcs, you have the jump. It works Dead the jump. first turn. Yeah. You're nine inches away. You're making your charges. Yeah. Well, nine inches is decently rough, but if you don't, well, you are playing That's orcs. That's bad luck. You are playing orcs out of index, so yeah. what I've heard, you orc players are not going to be disappointed disappointed and it's gonna be meta changing it's gonna be rough yeah just think about the people i know just take that with the people i know (laughs) you guys will be fine (laughs) um like chaos uh harlequins they you always have them in transports if not you're deep striking one dude or you're deep striking some dudes which will be on turn two sure sure yeah but your vehicles are negative one to hit you have four up involves. You can have a three up involve if you took a wound and you didn't die. If you advance, you can have a three up invol. If uh you're the you can be another minus four infantry with a power. The jet bikes are already minus one. With a stratagem, you're minus two with a four up inval with three wounds each. Like you're pretty like, yes, you're T four. But having a four up
0: inval is really good. It's really good.
2: Not for me because I don't roll four up Yeah, not for but, me. I don't roll four up But if you're a normal either. person, four up involves are really good. If you're not on this
0: podcast, four up involves are great.
2: Yeah. Like anybody I play, four up involves are like.
0: Man, five up involves are fantastic. <laughs>
2: yes. <laughs> so it seems. Like it, yeah. oh, it's so frustrating. Let's um, see, what else is, who else is a close combat army? I don't even remember. Like Sinesh, they're just really fast. Yeah. But nobody plays Sinesh, they're horrible.
0: No. I mean, there's some things in there I think that could oh, be. Oh, so,
2: so Nurgle. Right? Nurgle, Nurgle, Nurgle.
0: Listen, I haven't fucking beat to this day. I haven't it's, beat It's not so much that they're really great in close combat, they're just so difficult to kill that even when you wounded them, they still have a lot of attacks yeah, and so, they still have so much happening for so them.
2: So, getting there is not an issue for you guys because, one, you guys aren't slow because fuck your tree. Yeah. And whoever Piper, Sloppity, bow Piper, sloppity dude, bow, Piper, like fuck that guy, too. Yeah. All right. You guys are fast. Not only that, you have these fucking flies that are really fast,
0: move in advance
2: and are super tough. You always have an invul. And they can
0: still charge if you're next to the tree when you did it.
2: Nurgle always has two different saves. You always have your invul and you always have your disgusting. Well, I guess you cannot have your invul sometimes. But even that like you you have an invul most well, like 99% of the time. Um, yeah, you're going to lose one unit. Cool. Your whole army is close combat. Yeah. You just like overwhelmed. It's just the weight of opponents.
0: attacks. Yeah. Resiliency and the weight of attacks makes it so hard to get through Nurgle.
2: Yeah, and lists have lists literally have to be built to kill Nurgle because you have to have multi damage stuff so they don't just ignore all your shit.
0: Right. So when one you. does get through, it does the it does matter. actually a wound. Right. <laughs> which is my problem because I don't have that.
2: Yeah, you're you're counting on a lot of one damage stuff to get through, and they always have a save. They always have two saves. They have mul- you.
0: they have two saves, and which multiple they have wounds. a stratagem
2: to go plus one to yeah. go to those fours, which people don't fail against us. Yeah um other close combat armies thinking it's really it i think or yeah i mean, I mean but orcs are the only ones kind of in the win right now but they are an in index and indexes right now are weak because you don't have all the strategies and
0: stratagems are right. so important
2: stratagems are very important very 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 important I mean, the, the whole family. armies are
0: just built around stratagems like that's you're building an army around the use of stratagems and if you're not you're not playing it right
2: now will i say shooting's more powerful or close combat's more powerful I would say in the hands of someone that knows what they're doing and knows how to deliver and knows how all the nuances of close combat, close combat is slightly overpowered. Like, not overpowered, but I am saying more powerful than shooting, but slightly. Yeah,
0: you and know, I put in my notes, too, with a true technician behind the army, I believe that the assault armies can be stronger than shooting armies. Because, for one, the learning curve for a close combat army is so steep. Yes. I've struggled with it. But I said in the beginning of the season, I want to try to master the close combat phase. And if I do that... I'll probably perform pretty well this season. I'm getting better every time. Um, whereas a shooting army, there is no learning curve. Almost. It's like, I have these weapons, point point shoot. Like, a lot of your army is decided when you've selected your army. How you built it. Yeah, I got the, these the learning,
2: weapons. The learning curve of shooting is, what's a cool way of rolling your dice? <laughs> Not gay like fucking Alex where he's cupping the balls he's the whole time. The <laughs> and then rolls, you actually roll. Like, I have like a backflip. It's pretty cool. I have like a... Little, mm-hmm. little thing that I do. At I do the same thing, I do a little... Yeah. I'm, I'm so, flipping you off as I flip my dice. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I'm holding my dice, and I flip you off. Like,
2: <laughs> so, I mean, that's the learning curve, but assault phase, you have a lot to learn. I mean,
0: but if you I, learned, but I also
2: think a, a, assaulting army, once you learn it and master it, it's a lot more rewarding. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, so, like also you could actually be proud of yourself. Like, cool, I fucking... I charged a unit. I didn't kill it. I killed it. Then I did this other... Like, for instance, Tyranids... I was able to fucking move this other move and then fucking pile in over here and then stop them from shooting and then fucking I attack and I charge and I kill like all types of shit. Judah's like, yes, I rolled really good and I killed that guy.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, for instance, the game of billions veto. he's got his Tau army, which is Tau Sept, which for me is like the scariest army I could probably face. <laughs> Cause it he, I
2: he doesn't like Banjo Mask.
0: I well, yeah, but I <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't, because his whole of his power and his army is in the overwatch. Oh, yeah. And here I am a close combat army. I'm going to be sh- uh, charging you. I'm you're going to overwatch the fuck out of me. So um the way I played against him, and this is the, the example I wanted to use is why I think close combat is better than shooting is his army should have shit on my army, right? It should have, right? I got first turn. He didn't seize. Okay, great. Move my gargoyles up, move my gene stealers up. I got every, I did everything I needed to do, right? I got in position and he's got everything's bubbled in this one corner so that when the greater good goes off, every, the entire army is shooting at whatever's assaulting him. Yeah,
2: he still gets a shooting phase.
0: Yeah, he gets a shooting phase. It's on fives, but the thing is the, the marker lights all work. All that now, shit works.
2: I want to go ahead and preface this for, you know, we always we always have little tidbits of advice. Mm-hmm. Our thing. Pointing against Talon and Tal Sep, it says six inches within the unit being uh, charged. Right. This is 8th edition. Everything's measured base to base. Yeah. So if things are on upper levels, you have to measure up whatever the actual wording would be to measure from this base on the first floor to the base that's on the second, third floor. If it's out of six, tough shit, can't shoot. Right. It's not a fucking cone. It's not a fucking cylinder of fucking six up. It's
0: straight direction. straight
2: six base to base. On top of that, they also need line of sight. Right. Because um, it states in, in the greater good stuff, they shoot as if they were the target of the charge, right? Which is also very important for armies that ignore Overwatch because there's Harlequins that can do it, right? There's my Banshee masses that can do it. I'm pretty sure there's other ones I'm just not familiar with, right? Them. But in previous editions, right, there was ways of ignoring Overwatch, but like using line of sight and then charging in. But then the greater, like, in other editions, they're able to shoot you. Because it just said they just shoot Overwatch for that unit. But in this edition, they're the target, they're basically the target of the charge. Right. And they resolve Overwatch the same way. So they still, like, Banshee Mass just turns that off. So they can't do it. So those are something to you know. They need to be six inches, base to base, and line of sight. So, yes, they're a great, a good arm, the whole army does it. But you can block some of their, or at least the scary right. stuff. That you don't take the full brunt of the army getting a second shooter. And they can only do it once. Right. Very important. They can only do it once. Right. And make sure if your opponent seems like a shady motherfucker, put dice next to shit. Right. Like, that shot already. That shot already. Right. They'll be like, what are you doing? Just making sure I know what shot.
0: Right. Well, I made sure, too. I was asking questions because it's the first time I faced Tao this time. And I, I was really nervous about it because I figured I'm going to lose this game. There's, you know, I should lose this game. If I lose it, I'm not butthurt by it because I'm going to learn... How to play tactics? I'm going to see it, right? Yeah. So I moved in a way. I had my 28 gargoyles in front of this. And everything was on this one piece of ruins. He was able to fit everything on top of this ruins, right? Everything was there on or around it. So everything was in six inches of everything, almost. So I moved my gargoyles up and I moved my gene stealers around. So now the first thing, now I select targets. This is where we go down the list. Of-
2: now I want to pause you real quick. If you've noticed and you're listening, he has gargoyles and gene stealers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's,
0: it's multi-threats. Multi-threats. Uh, I position them in a way where both could make the assault, right? Gargoyles are strung out. They're strung out like so I can get recon and everything, so I have options here, right? I string them out, and I start assaulting. I assault with the gargoyles first, and I select targets. I select everything but like the two wave serpents in the back. Or not the wave serpents, yeah, the, r- the riptides. He's
2: cheating. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the riptides in the back. I'm used <laughs> to fighting wave serpents. <laughs> but the two riptides, I assault everything. I say, okay, guys, gargoyles will assault everything. But those two Riptides, go, Overwatch. I selected everything but those two Riptides because I knew he was going to greater good everything into these Gargoyles. And he did.
2: Well, that's good and bad. So, because you charged everything, he should have just used regular Overwatch.
0: Oh, yeah, I I didn't do that. I charged... Like I charged one unit, like these two units. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. No, that's fine.
2: Once you shoot Overwatch, you're done shooting Overwatch. Right. You don't get to use greater good. Yeah,
0: that's fine. Yeah, because I asked that question. I remember I asked that question before I did it. So I did that. And so everything shot but the two wave serpents, or the two Riptides in the back. Those two Riptides could not see the Gene Stealer unit on the ground next to the Warrior unit that I was running up to. So everything greater goods. Sweet. Now I'm going to charge that one warrior unit. There was two warrior units like sitting like one five man and a five man, like right on top of each other. One behind the other. I assaulted one of them, but surrounded both of them in my charge. And then in my pile, and I surrounded both of them, killed the five man, surrounded the other five man that I could not kill. And it's piled into it. Yep. Done.
2: So now can't be shot. Here, take it. You're taking, you're going to kill him on, on, on his turn. Mm-hmm. Um, you got extra movement. Not only that, your characters can't be shot. Right. That's something else you need to fucking remember. Like, once you have a unit that's like literally tied up, you took a hostage, and it's in front of his opponent's entire army, your characters can just fucking pull out their dicks, do yeah. a helicopter. It doesn't fucking matter.
0: He had he had sniper drones, which
2: yeah. Well, ig- he didn't have those against me. Those ignore that,
0: which was yeah, those die pretty quickly. But so then the the next turn, but because I. Not just a close combat army, but I have Carnifexes that act as a support for my close combat guys. So, I was infantry in the army. We were used to being supported by something. Something that had guns. Bigger guns than we had. I use the Carnifexes as that. I eliminate units. Wait,
2: wait, wait. Are you using military tactics? I'm using military tactics. In an actual game that's supposed to be military tactics? Military
0: tactics. Weird. Weird. So I use my so I use those carn effects to eliminate units around the gene stealers and around the gargoyles that would be a threat. I what I didn't target the riptides. That's dumb. I target all the warrior units. Left enough that I can charge and assault them and surround them. Because I was thinking like two turns ahead, what do I need to do? So then in his turn, I kill now the next five man unit. I consolidate towards the closest enemy unit. And then because the three stratagem point I use happens at the end of the fight phase, not my fight phase, just as the end of the fight phase, I spent three more command points and I piled into something again Mm -hmm. and surrounded it. Now they can't. So for two turns, he could not shoot at this 19 man gene stealer unit.
2: Which is a gun line versus an all assault army. Right. Other than your. Because
0: I was screwing up his mathematics of what gets to shoot and what gets to do what, because I was tying up units and not killing them. He got frustrated and just started forgetting shit. Yeah, and that started making mistakes. And
2: that's the thing, like, you know, shooting is the easier. I'll I'll say shooting is easier. No doubt. When you have somebody that's doing all these, like, crazy movements and stratagems, like, a not good player, a friendly player, a narrative player, gets all mad and say, Oh, this is broken. Phil. (laughs) (laughs) He gets all mad and fucking yells, It's broken. And then they start forgetting shit. They forget. They forget their target priority. They start fucking have stupid priorities. Like
0: stop, stop getting to use their feel no pains. They stop, stop forgetting to do stratagems, or they spend stratagem and forgot to do what that stratagem allowed them to do. Like
2: yeah, it's it's getting in your opponent's head, and that's also a strategy. And but when you're a close combat unit, that's what you want to do. It's threat overload. Threat yeah. overload to a, a fucking entirely shooting army
0: is really really bad. It screws with their math. It screws with their head. It, now they forget the things they're supposed to do. It's not only that.
2: It's that you're making your opponent shoot at the things that you want them to shoot at.
0: You're controlling the game. You're
2: controlling the game. And if you can control the game, just like controlling the middle of the field when it's two shooting army, When it's two shooting armies, you want to control the middle of the field. Yeah. When it's a close combat army, you, like, I'm a shooting army. So when I'm going against a close combat army, I want to be able to control the engagements of what he charges and then what I'm able to shoot. Now... The games that I lose against Close Common Armies, and I'm thankful I get to play against James Carmona, which he plays a super aggressive Close mm-hmm. Common Armies always in your face, that I have learned... Like, at the first time, like, first couple times playing him, I was in that fucking target priority panic. He was determining the game. But now I'm getting it to where... Like, I'm still... I, I think I've only got, like, one or two wins against him or something. But, like, against him... I'm starting to get to so where like, okay, I can get this to happen. You'll charge this and I'm still shooting the things I want. And once you get that as a shooting army, that's good. But as an assault army, you want to be that person in the face, fucking determining the game. Because
0: I'm, try- that's I'm what trying to control is. your actions. I don't want, I want you, oh, you're going to spend two command points and fall back and shoot. Great. I forced you to do that. Yeah. You did it on my terms, not yours. That's what I want. I want you to make decisions on my terms, not your terms. And if I do that enough times, I'll probably win the game.
2: And, mo- and another thing too, um, the army that I play is a, lo- a lot more mobile shooting army, so I can still be over the well, whole the, board. Well,
0: the flyers touch the whole field in my No, no but, I,
2: but I'm saying like, I can touch the whole board. Most shooting armies, castle up and shoot armies, sit in their deployment, sit in a corner, sit along the back. They're not taking the whole table. So you... While having all this shit going on, going up for what, the g and whatever, you have your, for for you, and you have your Turbogons, right? No. Uh, what are the guys that shoot? Carnifexes? Carnifexes. The Carnifexes are sitting on objectives. You have the characters sitting on objectives, the, the Malanthrope. No, Neurothropes. Neurothropes. You have the Rippers sitting on objectives, holding fucking other zones. So, you're board controlling with everything else. Right. And if your opponent has deep striking stuff, you're keeping your 9-inch bubble, so more control. Um, Then you're scoring more and all that shit while your opponent's fucking dealing with this problem. And cool. Sometimes I know that you play where I'll be able to deal with it. But it's going to take me three, two to three turns to deal with it. Hopefully you're so far ahead with all the other points that you're going to win anyways. Yeah. As long as you stay focused in the game. Right. But that's the thing. Like When you're playing a close combat army... Losing shit is normal for you. Yeah, you should plan for that. Like this guy's been going. I'm going to lose a flying hive turn turn I'm one. Gonna lose cool, shit.
0: I'm good. Cool, that gene soldier is going to die turn one. Cool, I got a second one. That's why they're there.
2: Most shooting armies expect to be shooting their stuff all the time. Six turns. Six turns, and also fucking killing things and and fucking not dying. That's that's what they expect. Right. When it's not going that way, that goes to what you were saying, where they start panicking, target party gets all fucked up. Now. I wanted to go back to this game because I know they're probably out there. Well, Andy, what if you didn't go first? Sure.
0: So what would happen? I deployed my gene stealers inside of a building so they couldn't be shot. Thank you, ITC. Yeah, weird. train and, and, I, 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 and I put my gargoyles right on the front line. Right there. The gargoyles exist to die. Yeah. I put 28 out there just to die. That's all I use them for. They just die. They don't it's very rare that they actually kill anything even a and, single model it's and, rare
2: and one guy is always within the fearless guy yeah
0: oh him. yeah because there's 28 of them and I've got four synapse creatures three synapse creatures in Kraken yeah so someone's always within so, so
2: so for your army you like you put it out there that gargoyles, um because no matter if they kill they have to kill
0: 28 of them <laughs>
2: 28 of them they just have to right and if that one person's like out of line of sight and they don't Precisely get twenty eight wounds. Cool, my one guy's still alive. Yeah, I'm fearless. He didn't kill anything.
0: Now, now that one dude's gonna fly up and touch your pee-pee.
2: <laughs> well, he, he should honestly just hold an objective, but
0: well, he can hold the objective. But I've got options. Like, yeah, you know, I can force you to use an Overwatch on something, or I can just fly him to an objective to sit there behind the building for forever. You know, he does all those things. Um, so, I mean, that's the options you have with the close. But the real meat of this, though, is. For both armies, and we've talked about this. If you want to have a shooting army, that's cool. You better have a close combat element in there somewhere.
2: Yeah, but that's that's the thing too.
0: Like you gotta have balance.
2: Have to have close combat armies. Like you
0: gotta have some kind of close combat element to. So you use your wave serpents for that. Well, so, and I then mean, you have shining spears. So, you sometimes so
2: Eldar is different. We have you know we have shining spears. We have uh, the wave servants that can basically fill that role, not to kill, but to stop things. Right. That's why I don't like cracking, because it doesn't stop them. doesn't
0: stop shit, yeah. <laughs>
2: um, then you have, you know, banshees could work, but they're not, you know, there's other things that are better. But then we have the other two codexes that fill that role. Right great right we have witches yeah we have the covens that we could use um harlequins harlequins are just amazing in close combat in close combat
0: and their bikes are amazing their and, bikes are amazing. Are amazing, and, and yeah. they're all close
2: combat yeah even the fucking transports still are close combat yeah. <laughs> yeah so like we have options but right. that's what when you build a balance it's like look if you look at my list which is right next to you andy um Gay. the close combat part is the wave serpents yeah right or I just block you out from charging because I use flyer bases right. to block. But if you're listening to me, I have a plan for close combat. Right. I'm not a close combat army at all. Right. Except maybe the Autark. But, like, at all, but I still have a plan for it.
0: Our armies are tough matchups for each other. Like, we we have problems with each other's armies, like... If I were to do something really good, it could be a problem for you. Where if you do something really good against me, it could be a problem for me. Like our matchups, we played that game. It was like, what, 29 to 27? It was something stupidly it was, close.
2: It was, it was close. I think it was like two, three points.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, but you had control of the game, but it was still, it was a tough game. Like our match, we've played each other enough times though, but we know what we try to do. But still, like we've built towards each other's strengths and weaknesses. Whereas if you're not preparing, if you're a gun I'm just going to be a gun I'll win by shooting. You didn't get first turn. Fuck
2: cool you play against an opponent that knows what they're doing in a close combat and knows how to deliver it probably gonna lose
0: right you've got to have a close combat element at least something they can deal with it or oh, have an forgot.
2: element we brought uh, blood angels
0: blood angels oh yeah and
2: if you guys are thinking about delivering you guys jump off the board and come back oh yeah so shut the fuck up
0: yeah but i mean even for space marines <laughs> if you don't have blood angels right bikes bikes yeah bikes are really
2: they I don't think they're great. They're not great, but if you're thinking of a counterpunch... are also more shooting because they have storm bolters. They have storm bolters, but you can put a, twin a... You can
0: put a chain sword on a bike. Now you not
2: great. Come on, Andy. It's not great. It's not good.
0: It's not good, but it's your close combat...
2: They have counter. better options.
0: They have, they, have, they have an option, right? Um, if you're a guard,
2: shut the fuck up. You make them catch the they shrink force yes, a bajillion shots. There a bajillion it is. Attacks.
0: There it is, right?
2: Like you, and if you think I'm wrong, look at Brandon Grant's list... And he has no close combat other than Bulgrens and fucking uh
0: Right. And then of uh, course shit. there's Bullgrins.
2: <laughs> Bullgrins are really good. Yeah. Those go kill the things that like need to be killed or just don't die. Right. But the you can ask him. Like, remember, I hung up with him for pretty much a week. Like. Or five days. Or four days. I don't fucking know. But anyways, like I hung out he was like, My guardsmen actually are the ones that pull a lot of weight because, you know, he puts them together. He fucking gives them the priest does shit right? yeah he does yeah. Like, buffs and stuff on him and they kill a lot of shit because just the weight of attacks yeah but again he's a shooting army that has a plan for close, close combat. combat and he's a good player right chaos player shut the fuck up you have fucking
0: yeah but i'm a close combat army but i didn't say i'm just gonna do all close combat like i'm not gonna do all all gene stealers and all close ca- combat carnifexes, which close combat carnifexes are great. I love close combat carnifexes. I wish I could put more
2: yeah, in. Yeah, and I, I, so what you're alluding to, like you have the shooting of the carnifexes? Yeah. The carnifexes. You also don't run into an actual war zone with a fucking combat knife. Right. That that would be dumb.
0: Yeah, from uh, was it uh, <laughs> the Untouchables or was this Godfather just like a whop to bring a knife to a gunfight? <laughs> I want to say it was the untouchables. <laughs> but it was the um, untouchables. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, bring the tool. So, although I'm a close combat army, the Carnifexes exist to create holes for my gene stealers to run through to attack the thing that they need to attack. Yeah. Right? They give me those options.
2: Delivery, delivery, and the beta rules didn't kill you you just have to think of it different you need to either take transports have things that infiltrate and basically are close combat too because like if you're a chaos fighter i know somebody's out there like what if somebody just focuses my my uh fucking what are they called corn berserkers yeah one they should be in a transport there's two different transports you can use now you can use a rhino and you can use the fucking stupid termite thing right termite thing's
3: dumb yeah it's dumb
2: yeah it's on turn two but cool.
3: You're I don't know if you know this, but
2: all the other editions we had we were only allowed to deep strike like turn two. two, and it was a maybe.
0: You're the roll for it.
2: <laughs> it just happens on turn two, right? Right. So, and you could also use. I use this too, even as a shooting army. When you have things in deep strike, it makes your opponent play different, and you. It's a lot easier to keep them caged if they're a good player. If they're a bad player, they're an idiot and they always like go all over the place, but then you're gonna win the anyways, because then they come out in the back right. and they kill shit. Yeah. You're playing against a good player. Like, uh, I play Brandon Gratt, and he has a fucking outflanking fucking shadow sword. Yeah. That fucking gay. He's dumb. So, instead of moving with all my flyers and shit towards him. I, block I out. have to block the edges of the board so I know where the fuck he's going to come in. Right. And I am dictating who he's going to come in and where he's going to come in. Cool. You still came in your deployment. You're still on that side of the board. Right? It makes your opponent play different when you have things in deep strike. When you have things in termite fucking gay shits. Right. When you have fucking deep striking.
0: It's a tactical fuck your head.
2: It's And what also fucks me is when somebody doesn't bring them down turn two. So I'm like, okay, motherfucker, Shit, not- I still have to hold these bubbles. Fuck! <laughs> and I, it happened at Broadside Bash. Um, one of my opponents on day two, he had these Rough Riders in, in Outflank or whatever. Yeah. So what I was doing, I was caging my deployment off, because I didn't want him to come in and kill my characters and stuff. I was playing, obviously, a different list at that time. But he brought him in turn, turn three? No, turn two. He brought them in turn two. But they didn't do anything because I, I already had them blocked off. So at the end of the game, I told them, like, you know, they always ask me, like, what could I have done different? I was like, you should have just kept your Rough Riders in Deep Strike or in Outflank because they weren't going to come in and kill anything anyways Right. because only things were Wave Servants in that list and nothing was outside except my characters which were way back, like, deep in my army. So, like, there was no point to bring them in. You could have just because you were already holding the the recon there was no need to bring them in you could have kept them in and then i would have actually had to stay back here another turn but when you brought them in and i always when people bring in their deep strikes or outflanks or whatever the fuck it had be i was like is that all your reserves is there anything else right out and they go no cool i'm free to move wherever the fuck i want because now i don't got to worry about shit well deep striking my back right i just got to keep note of movements and stuff right it's different and i told him if you would have done that because there was there was a turn where like i was able to release and then go kill like certain characters with my flyers because i didn't have to block anything anymore right so that's another tactic you can use as a close combat army have things if like my list it could be all on the table and i have more command points but i could spend one command point and put one wave serpent in deep strike and so people cage up a little not as much because it's not like oh it's a wave spin. it's gonna come kill everything right in somebody's army but it can come down and kill a character it's nine shots and fucking mortal wounds right or i can come down and kill some unit or something or come down basically where they don't want or right. I, like i charge with it too so it keeps playing opponents playing honest i guess yeah more, more conservative
0: i do the same thing with my rippers they're not scary Right? No. I got two units in deep strike. Oh, just rippers, right? Do you have anything? No, just rippers. Oh, quick. Cool. How many of them? Three? Okay, sweet. I'm not scared of them. Right? So turn two, they've moved out. Maybe they haven't. Then turn three, I may have killed. Now they have to start moving. Okay, now I can drop them off. I have recon behind enemy lines. Yep. As, as my secondaries. Oh, sweet. Now, I've, now I know I'm good. Go ahead and shoot at those rippers if you want to, because I've got two flying hive tyrants, some carnifexes, and some genesters in you. You want to shoot at those rippers back there? Sweet. There's even- Or don't shoot at them. Sweet.
2: There's even times where, like, I look at my list and, like, oh, I could deep strike all three wave serpents and have two characters on the table. If my opponent doesn't have snipers or any way of shooting characters, I'm good. I'm not going to be tabled. Right. And then I get to deploy my wave serpents in the most optimal position to not die after that. Right. And now you're not going to boots on the ground because my wave serpents are super far away from you. Anytime you get to deploy after seeing. De- the way that people deployed and moved and the game has progressed is really powerful. Yeah. It's why infiltrating is really good because it happens after the fucking seize rule. Oh, I seized? Cool. I'm nine inches away from you. I didn't seize. I'm going to be in this fucking building. Yeah. <laughs> holding my nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's it's tricks. you got to look at your codex. you got to look at other ways of moving and always plan to not go first. Yeah. And if you're not going to go first and you're playing on an actual table, you should be able to be fine. Yeah. It's as, as close combat is a little bit more powerful than shooting, like a little bit. And it's just because it's in the right hands. They can, they can control the whole game
0: in the right hands. I think close combat is way more powerful than shooting in the right hands. But for the average player, the player trying to get good, you know, it can be slightly more powerful. There's when
2: it's two new players,
0: yeah, shooting's more powerful. Shooting's gonna win.
2: Because shooting's easier. I'll, I'll say that. Shooting's way easier.
0: It's way easier. I said it. the learning curve is not so steep.
2: It's, it's way easier. There's, it's there's,
0: there's four things to consider. Target, weapon, roll dice, finish, right? And two of those you don't even think about. You just roll the dice and pull models, mm-hmm. right? In every single seven steps of the charge and fight phase, you have to consider every piece of that what's happening. Everything. Everything. Everything is important.
2: All seven steps are very important,
0: and they all have. It, a, it's all
2: very important to who you declare. To where do you consolidate? Right. All the phases very important.
0: And that first movement of the first guy can dictate the all the rest of those six steps. Mm-hmm. So it's very very important. So but I think in the right hands, it's more powerful. It's just it takes a long time to learn. Yeah, I think we. We killed I th-
2: it. I think I think we killed it. We also. Prove that it's pretty balanced as of 8th edition. Oh, yeah. I
0: think they did a great job. Oh, yeah. 8th edition. I think that's why so many people are coming back to it. The game is so good.
2: Now, I do want to say before the FAQ, because since one of the people, I think, since uh, Bam was crying about it or some shit up here. Yeah, there's like tears or something.
0: Yeah, Bam was crying. Yeah, Bam
2: was crying. Bam was crying about it. Yeah, his his pussy was weeping. uh, Especially with the beta rules. uh, Before the beta rules, Close Combat was way more powerful.
0: It was overpowered, yeah.
2: It was... I assault you. Turn one. Cool, you're a shooting army. You don't get to.
0: You do, don't do anything. You don't
2: get to do anything. You're in the entire game. Yeah. Where is that balance at all? No, it wasn't. Whereas, cool, a, an assault army didn't go first and has to weather shooting, but their list should have been built for weathering.
0: Or you're an assault army now. You have to think about how you move, not just yeah. nine inches away.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would just go nine inches away. And like I, I remember playing people before Beta two. like they're nine inches away, and they just like put the models there because they're like, I'm gonna be over there anyways. Like, yeah, I
0: know. You didn't think of, you have to think about it. There's nothing <laughs> yeah. to think about. I'm nine inches away, right? Yeah, you're nine inches away. I got What you. I do like about the Roll FAQ, a nine. <laughs> what I do like
2: about the FAQ though is that you can't move after deep strikes. Yeah. Which is really cool. And I think is I wasn't a big fan of deep striking out of, you know, of your deployment at first. But also shooting armies that can deploy outside of their deployment is also stupid. Right. Which then should also argue that shooting without the beta rules is overpowered as well. But when shooting just, oh, I didn't kill you, cool, now it dies, compared to uh, close combat, I made the charge and I didn't kill you, but you still can't interact with me, is better. Yeah. Yeah. As well as before you could move, like, so that nine inch charge that you're probably sitting there yelling at the, whatever you listen listening to the podcast on. Yeah. It was really a three inch charge, so shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was always a fucking sorcerer coming down and right. move again for fucking Eldar. It was always quicken. They were further away, but right. it was always a quicken. Like, that was dumb. Like, that's right. why that, the list that won LVO was stupid. It comes down. It kills something, moves, or it got fucking quickened. Then it killed something and moved again, and then killed all your juicy shit in the, like the far corner. Right, right. Dumb. Yeah, that was a close combat army. Yeah, that like that list was built around a close combat unit. Yeah, and that's what it was because it was sh- it wasn't the greatest at shooting. Yeah, it didn't
0: shoot a lot. But close combat has the potential to just like we've said, own the board, run control the game, the game. and control the game.
2: And just give feel bads to your opponent because they can't do anything. Right. Yes, you have feel bads when you don't go first on a flat table, but then you're playing on a shitty table. Yeah. The the game needs train. There's things like when you play Monopoly, you can't play Monopoly without money. Right. What are you, what are you gonna trade?
0: Or without the little car. Or without, you, you have need, the little car. The battleship. The cool. Oh the battleship's cool too. Oh, the battleship's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the battleship. Forty podcast. Forty podcast.
2: <laughs> but I think I think we, we know that. I yeah, mean yeah. Obviously, you're going to post all this shit when you post it. Like, let us know what you think, man. If we're wrong, fucking let us know. Call us in. Say we're fucking stupid.
0: Leave us a voicemail. Tell voicemail. us that we're wrong. Yeah, you you will get aired. Just drunk dial us and say, Bleh! Ray Ray, Ando, what's <laughs> Ray. up? Ando, you just hey. your nickname yourself? He, used to, he calls me that all the time. Who? Jeff. Oh, Ando. Yeah. Ando, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> <laughs> so... Okay, cool. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come to conclusion show where we've got some voicemails and some listener questions. Abrasive, chaotic, and experimental. That's the music of Dead Swarm. Dead Swarm's approach to metal is dark and aggressive, influenced by the grooves of Six Feet Under, the raw aggression of Morbid Angel, and the technicality of death. Featuring an articulate and guttural lead vocals and a hard-hitting rhythm section, the thrashing death metal sound of Dead Swarm evokes betrayals of humanity's capacity for evil. Dead Swarm is currently recording a 2018 EP that is designed to reinvent the West Coast metal scene and raise up the swarming masses. You can find Dead Swarm music on iTunes, Amazon MP3, and Google Play. You can also visit their website deadswarm.com for music, tour dates, and merchandise. Dead Swarm. A new
4: dawn. Terraforming. A new dawn.
0: Terraforming. Wonderful. Beautiful. So, Conclusion of the show, we said a couple episodes back, we're going to try to reserve our listener questions and voicemails for the end of the show, um, and that's what we're doing. Uh, so on Facebook, we're going to start with a listener question, and we like these, actually. We had the whole show that was about listener questions, yep. and I really enjoyed that show a lot. It's something we can do. Um, but I like, so if you have a listener question, you want to reach out to us on Facebook, just direct message us. Direct message us, let us know um, what's going on, and that your question about... Some things. So Thomas Baker reached out to us and says, Hey guys, I was wondering if you could talk about ITC strategy when it comes to squad size. Maybe explain why MSU is so good. Um, is combat squads good for space marines or taking five man squads in a Rhino or a Razorback? Uh, let me know what you guys would recommend. Thanks, guys. Um, this is specific to space marines, that his question, but yeah. we, I'm going to get to the MSU.
2: The MSU is more broad, but he did have. Rhino or Razorbacks in there, so we can right. talk about all that. Uh, uh, the strategy that comes down to squad size. Um, you're talking about Space Marines, so um, squad sizes are a little bit different than per se me. Like army, because so the way Space Marines work is everything's auras, right? Reroll one auras, right. reroll once wound, um, reroll everything because fucking Pangiliman. Right, you're working with auras, so. When you have five squads of things all working out the same aura, they're all getting their same benefits. Right. Now, if you're playing an army like mine, where it's psychic power based, I need bigger units. I get more out of you. I get out of. I get. God damn it. Fucking burp. (laughs) I get more out of units that are big and they get piled up. So big dark reaper units, big shining spear units, big fucking blob squads, guardian units. I get more mileage out of each power that I cast. So to your first part of the question, it comes down to the army. Right. Which in your case, you're obviously talking about space marines. So yes, MSU is better because it's giving your targets more. Your, Sorry, your targets, your opponent more targets to deal with. And he can't focus fire a, a big unit of primary marines, Right. And then with something really good that would kill all of them. He has to either split fire Or, okay, I'm just going to deal with this one, and then maybe I can kill this one. And they could both be be holding the same objective, so you're still going to hold the objective. Right. And they're both going to get the same benefits if either one is alive at the end because you guys are based around auras. You really got to look at your army in coming to if MSU is good or not.
0: MSU also, I put in here, especially for ITC, when you're trying to build battalions and brigades— you have to put a lot of units together. A battalion requires three troop well, Space units. Space Marines aren't going to be doing brigades. Two they're kids. not. They're not. But um, that's why you would take an MSU of like Guardsmen, for instance. You do the the seven Guardsmen and the one. Well, I mean, if you look at. Uh, and the one heavy weapons team. So it becomes essentially nine models. So You avoid Reaper. But you're doing a bunch of those so you can get your brigade. It's real easy.
2: So if you look at Nick Knight's list from ATC, he has a Outrider detachment with two shining spears in it. So he, so he needs three, right. so he takes a mid-unit of... Uh, I think he took spiders or hawks, one of them. But right. one, of, one of the... Something cheap. Something cheap, which the hawks are cheaper. I just can't remember which one he took. So I was looking at somebody's list that had spiders, which I see some benefits. I'm talking about that real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. So for this Eldar players. So you're, the close, the fast attack is either warp spiders or hawks. So the hawks, hawks have a lot more output because it's 20 shots from... From one at 24 inches, really good. Yeah. I mean, especially for the cultists, the guardsmen, um, L- other Eldar. Because strength three, you're gonna be winning on fours. You shoot anything else other than that, you're gonna be winning off uh fives. Because strength three. But the benefit that the war spiders have is that they deep strike for free, right? Yes, the the hawks as well, but their aspect warriors have three up armor. they have the heavy armor so they, right. have, they have three up armor and then close c- and con or in cover they have two up armor and they always have a negative one so if you put them out of they're always negative two outside of 12
0: put them on a piece of terrain another two up armor
2: save negative two they'll probably really be hard to take take off right. anything and then randomly out of nowhere your opponent forgets about them and then they go they do their warp jump Which I don't play with them very often, so I'm not gonna say what it is because I'll probably get it wrong. But they do a warm jump and they go really fucking far. Yeah. And they can still advance because they have assault weapons and they have battle focus. Yeah. So I mean and then when they hit sixes, it is negative four. Like pretty good. Mm hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really it's twelve inch range, but it's it's I think I think it's really the survivability. Yes, the Hawks can jump off the table and then come back the next turn. But what's better? Yeah. Negative two Two-up save and cover or fucking I can jump off the table and I have a three-up save and cover because they have four-up armor.
0: Right, right. So I just want to talk about that real quick. But MSU, like you were saying to your point, like some armies of MSU could benefit. But I remember Hayden talking about, "Eh, I was talking to Kimona and he says we should try to do 19-man cultist blobs. I was like, why? Why would you do 19? Well, so I can avoid Reaper. I go, if you can take a 40-man cultist blob, you're going to use Veterans of the Longmore on them. You don't use it once, all right? And then you're going to use um, warp time to move them again, and then you spend two command points to have them shoot twice. You can do that on a 19 man unit, or you can do it on a 40 man unit. The stratagem and the point cost is the same whether you spend those stratagems on a 19 man or a 40 man. It's way more efficient to use it on a 40 man. It's more efficient and more worthwhile, and more worthwhile. He, he,
2: and a lot more scary to. Your and a lot
0: scarier. He thought about it. He goes. I didn't think about it like that. And like, I go if
2: if you if you think like. Again, my list is right next to Andy. And I said, even ATC, everybody wants to big game hunter. Everyone did. You have to. Did I care? No. No.
0: List is built that way.
2: I want you to shoot at them. Do it. If you're a fucking player that has, you know, Gene Steelers, Colt, Well, Gene Steelers is a little bit different, but like Coltists, they're so cheap. Have the 40-man unit Or 30, they're 30-man 30 units, I think, now.
0: There's the forties.
2: They might okay, sure. Whatever. Like, go the big unit. That means the opponent has to spend the resources to at least get 40 fucking wounds. Right. And see them from every target. Like, that's where shooting becomes a little bit more difficult. As back to what we're primarily talking about. Like, it's a line of sight. If they all shoot the things over here on your left, and they have things on the right of said building, cool. Keep taking all the things on the right side of the fucking building so when they're done shooting the things that were on the left side, cool, they go shooting. Yeah, they can't see them. Yeah. Now I'm going to spend two command points to make them fearless. If they had Abaddon, they're already fearless. Right. Two command points to show up on your side of the board. Right. Yay. Yeah. (laughs) Like, their secondaries in the ITC stop being cute, you know? The guardsmen, what they do with the fucking mortars... That's smart. That's good. Because they can also become a big-ass unit. Yeah. Which they do all
0: the time. If you don't kill them. Right. If you don't kill them.
2: You're going to give up Reaper. Cool. Yeah. All right. Just know that going into the game. I do that all the time. There's one secondary that you select that you have to get four on. And that's your primary in the game. Right. Like, you have to keep in mind, I have to get four because they are going to get four. As long as we go four-four, it's an even game. It's zero-zero. Right. Right. Now, if I'm killing more than him, I'm up by one point. And, and as long as you're not playing ATC, like winning by one point is the same thing as winning by a mile. Right. Because most events, the undefeated player places first or second. Right. Depending on how big the event
0: is. Right, right, right yeah, yeah. You know, in, in the MSU thing, I, especially for Space Marines, we'll get back to the Space Marines. The only real, the only unit in the Space Marine Codex that really benefits from combat squatting. Is the actual tactical marine? That's because everyone else. It's for every five models, you get a special weapon. But it's for the space the tactical marine. If you have five models, one can take this, and if you have ten models, one guy can take this, and another guy can take something different. You get One guy gets a special weapon, and one gets a heavy weapon. So the only real benefit for space marines to having a ten man is if you want the heavier special weapon.
2: Yeah, and then when you combat squad, you can. It doesn't say how you have to combat squad them. You could put all the guys on one side and then all the special weapons on the other one.
0: Right, right. So, I mean, the only true benefit to that would be would be there. The only other army that could benefit from combat squatting would be like Death Watch. Because you can mix and match. Um,
2: See, but then they have stratums, which are very good on, on big units.
0: Right, but the thing is, so for instance, you can take the Primaris Marines or standard Primaris Marine. But because they're Death Watch, they, you can count the Hellblasters as a Primaris Marine. So he's not heavy. He's a Primaris. He gets the heavy weapon, counts as objective secured. You combat squad four of them out and a Tactical and a Primaris Marine, and then all five. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, for standard Space Marines, that doesn't help out. But for um, Death Watch, it's pretty good. They're Hellblasters, but they're counted as a Primaris Marine. But then
2: that comes comes back to my point. It comes to what armor you're playing, Right. what flavor of space. And only because I
0: thought about that, I was really thinking about that for a while, and I, I found that little gem inside there. So, I mean, There's some that will benefit, but for the most part, MSU is good because you're building... You, you want to split things up, but if you have that strategy I need to use this, like on Chaos Cultists, for instance. You're going to want the big blob. Um, for me, it's the gargoyles and the Gene Stealers. I get bonuses if I have more than a certain amount.
2: Yeah, and that's another thing for having big units. You sometimes get bonuses
0: for Gene Stealers. I have more than ten units. As long as there's more than ten in the unit, I get plus one attack.
2: Like orcs, they get like a leadership buff or something, something like, like that. Like their, it's their leadership is how many Dooms are in there. So yeah, it's like ridiculous. Well, that
0: used to be the way um, mob rule used to work. Yeah, yeah, and then um for gargoyles if i have more than 20 i get to reroll my ones to wound um which is pretty good yeah so i mean there are advantages to having big units but you have to look in your codex and see that but for space marines the only real the standard space marine space marine codex the only tactical advantage is for tactical marines outside of that msu is pretty darn good
2: and then msu is good because you're filling your detachments for cheap still doing the same thing because you're aura based right. off of power base yeah yeah um i mean but that's why like i say people that play hellblasters they have a big unit of them that uh, get buffed by certain powers or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess for hellblaster, I be mean, one of, one of the things you could do too. So instead of taking the hellblaster on the squad, you can give them just straight their bolt rifle. Also, another thing and make them cheaper, and then you can have the four hellblasters in the back or the five, and then you basically have five bodies to work to soak up ten wounds essentially.
2: Hold objectives and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Also, the thing about the combat squatting, it happens. During deployment or whatever before they deploy before they deploy, which is after you already know what secondaries are, so that's also something to take account. If they're going, you know, death by a thousand cuts, might want to have big units. Right. You know, but if they're going, who Reaper, goes death by a thousand cuts against space marines? I don't know, but if they do, don't go MSU.
0: I've got three ten man. I got three ten man tactical squads. Oh, I'm gonna go Reaper. Cool combat squad. The the
2: the other thing a benefit combat squatting is that in deployment. Right? If you have big units, if you just put them into your list as big units, then your drop is lower, but say your opponent has a bajillion drops, but you want to hold more of a the table and deploying right or keep more tact like I'm gonna split my tactical squads and then put all them down first so you don't know where things are going to where like you gotta start putting down your good things, and then okay, I know they're over there so I can deploy for it remember. Right. More knowledge you have of their deployment is better for you because you get to deploy, counter-deploy, basically. Right. And that's very good. I and mean, that's why the stratagems that move move units before the game starts are very really strong. good as well. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: And then so. you have the the part that in a rhino or a razorback, well, comes down to points.
0: Well, yeah, but I think he's talking about to combat squads, you can put them in rhinos or razorbacks. Razorbacks are good because they get the guns and the guns are so good. Yeah, but um, they have a
2: lower, they have a lower hold. I think they one holds six or something.
0: Uh, same as a Rhino. No. No? No. I haven't played Space Marines in forever, so. Rhino holds ten. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, the whole, the, how many they hold? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought you meant, like, whole points. I'm thinking. No, they have the I'm same whole be, points, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whole points isn't a thing anymore, but we're thinking back to six and seventh edition oh, yeah, they again. Have, they
2: have the same amount of wounds.
0: No, same amount of wounds. Same yeah. Same, yeah so i mean if you wanted to take a 10-man squad then combat squad them out to put them in the rhinos that's an option but yeah,
2: if you have msu then you can use rhinos if you have the points but if you're just using it to be a transport you might as well just use a rhino Rhino. i mean there's plenty of things you can do with a
0: rhino there's tactical there's tactical options within there but there's, i mean
2: you can hold an objective with a rhino you can charge with a rhino you could prevent them from charging you if you know the rhino's gonna survive like, right there's a lot of things you can do in rhino with a razorback you're probably not gonna be charging things because you want to shoot you want the them. guns and then what are you gonna shoot with a heavy bolter it's not the most effective thing yes it's more shooting but it's not the most you're probably effective using thing. the
0: assault cannons though
2: well sure well i, I don't it's know more expensive points wise but but i mean yeah, that's the thing it goes more points do you have the points for that right. i think if you're gonna use a transport as a transport just use a transport use it as a transport. And then use the transport... Remember, transports aren't dead after the guys get out. They hold objectives. They get you secondaries. They, they're fast. they fast. They're decently fast. Um, they're pretty resilient, too, outside of... Because like, if it's a, rh- a Rhino that's not filled with anything... You know all that anti-tank armor shooting that your opponent has? Probably not shooting at it.
0: It's not a threat to them.
2: Not really a threat. But then it charges... A unit that can't fall back and shoot, and then like, mm, gotta oh, shoot this shit. thing. Oh <laughs> shit, I should have shot that thing. <laughs> gotta shoot that thing. Yeah. So, I think that's more play style, in which your list is built around, but I think a Rhino... If you're, like I said, if you're going to use a Rhino, if you're going to use a transport, just bring a transport. Right. Not only that is, if you are MSU, you could put two units in a Rhino. In a Rhino. Outside of a Razorback is only one unit. Yeah. And drops your... Drops.
0: Drops your drops. Drops your drops.
2: Drops your drops.
0: Drops your drops. So I hope that answered your question there, Thomas Baker. Uh, Thanks for the question. If you had a question, just hit us up on Facebook, or you can hit us up on our website, vgrpodcast.com. And you can leave us a question there. Or, if you're not mute, and have access to a telephone, you could.
2: But you would have to have balls to do
0: this. Yeah, you'd have to have balls. (laughs) You could leave us a voicemail. Um, So we've got Three and a half voicemails here. I know it shows four, but this is Peter twice. Um, Peter, we told people to go ahead and try to keep their comments limited to uh, (laughs) to three minutes and fucking and and fucking Peter like (laughs) Uh, Peter, fuck that three minutes. Yeah, fuck you and your three minutes. I'm talking past that. So here is uh, part one of uh... oh, it's not Peter. This is James. James from Texas, not Peter from Texas.
2: God damn it, Andy.
0: Yeah, Peter's from Florida. James is from Texas. This is James.
2: Yeah, and I'm the dumb one on here.
0: Well you are the dumb one. <laughs> I'm the good looking one.
4: Hey guys, it's James from Texas. I was listening to the episode and uh I I absolutely agree. I was been listening to the coverage for like ATC all weekend and hearing all the drama and all the crazy shit. And every time I read it, I was like, who are these people who keep fucking up? And literally you guys and the guys at the long war are the only ones that would actually call out and call a spade a spade.
0: If We're being compared anybody ever war. War wants
4: this game to be taken seriously, like Magic the Gathering or like a real genuine, like serious tournament scene, then Yo, what all up, these podcasts actually need to be dealt with. Nobody's going to want to come and play games if they're just like, well, if, if I manage to actually do good, then somebody's just going to fucking cheat and I'm not going to win the fucking game because they're just going to cheat. Who gives a fuck? nobody's ever going to give a damn about what happens or their list or just whatever else. I mean, I suck, (laughs) but I make everything WYSIWYG. Like I go out of my way to make sure that I've got spares of different models so I can be WYSIWYG and I read all my rules. They're as tight as possible. And I try to be gracious if I get a rule wrong and I'll reread my codex and be like, yeah, you're right, but I apologize. And, I go out of my way, and I'm not anywhere near the level these guys are. And it's just – it shits all over our hobby, this thing that we put all of our passion into, that these people just on stream or at top tables or at high-profile moments just shit the bed and act like assholes and just drive (laughs) everybody the fuck away from the tournament scene. 8th edition is everything that everybody wanted out of 40K to be big like this. And it's because of people like that that they'll just drive it right back into the fucking dirt, and it's bullshit. Something needs to happen, but Frontline Gaming said they're going to put a code of conduct out, but if still nobody is punished, then what good is a code of conduct? Anyway, you guys stay awesome. Stay fucked up. Later.
2: Yeah, okay. but about the code of conduct thing, like yeah. it's, it's it's been worked on. No, I know that for sure. It's, it's been worked on, but I think the code of conduct is giving those those grounds of means to you can penalize somebody because how do you penalize somebody when there is no grounds right right and, and I there's think no that, rule and ha- i think that's where it is right now currently to where there's nothing they can go back on but like like because you know gamers are gonna game right yeah so they're always gonna be like well you didn't say you didn't say i could do this it's like well you're also a dick but yeah. but now with the code of conduct whenever it gets finished or whenever that comes out um they can be like, it's, it's right here, you fucking moron. Right. Like, this means you lose your game and you're out of this tournament and don't ever fucking come back. Yeah. And I think it will help like you like he were saying, like when you talk to people that are not tournament players, right? They always have that stigma like, you guys are assholes like, you are just bad for the the hobby, that they're cheaters or like, there's cheaters So not like, I'm a cheater, but like there's cheaters at events, so why would I ever go to this? Like you talk to anybody that doesn't go to tournaments, and that's like their their tone of voice, and it's sad because I go to a lot of tournaments, and he's been going to a lot of tournaments now. Like most people that I play are great people to play against, and pretty gracious at like, oh yeah, I did fuck that up. You know what? This whole unit's dead, and I do that too sometimes. Like
0: I've
3: done it. I've yeah.
2: done like fuck. I was like. And in my head, like, I'm not saying out loud, but in my head, I'm like, how can I make this up to this player? And it's usually, like, the whole unit's dead. Or, like...
0: That's the only thing you can do.
2: Or I'll be like, I'll take this other unit off for you, too. Like, I didn't hold that objective. And I'll take in a point off. Like, I'll take a point off another... I'm
0: penalizing myself yeah. mid-game, which is probably going to lose me this game. But I can't...
2: Yeah, it sucks. But, I like, I feel bad when sometimes... Because, I mean, we're all human. There's a lot of text. And I'm not good at reading. There's some things I do get wrong and it's brought up to me, and I'm like, fuck. I'm like, all right. And then I'll find some way to fucking correct it. But, like you said, like people have that stigma. And if, if we don't bring down the hammer on these people, people are still going to have that stigma. The people are still going to fucking act that way because they know there's no real punishment.
0: Right. So, he had some more thoughts. He actually kept the three minute time frame.
2: Oh, he probably put a timer on. Yeah. He was probably. At it.
0: Yeah. He was, he was being courteous, trying to keep the three minutes. <laughs> so, he actually had some more thoughts on this.
4: It's James again. I, I know. Hey called, but I didn't up, fucking manage to complete my damn thoughts because people cheating pisses me the fuck off. I don't think maybe eventually we'll see. Uh, what you guys mentioned about GW not going to step up to the plate. I think it's something that we're not going to see soon because Edition we'll just ever, blew ever. up and they went from being a company at the bottom of the barrel looking at going under to doubling and tripling their sales profits and they're scared. And uh, I don't remember what podcast it was I was listening to but one of the guys worked at games Workshop's headquarters here recently. And he was mentioning the fact that even though it's changed a lot, a lot of the, uh, heavy hitters at games workshop are still your, uh, stereotypical businessman market types.
2: It's an honest war yeah. game.
4: And yeah. with the huge growth growth they've had, they're kind of, it, it seems like they're scared to be able to do that, that. They they're looking at an old school style of thought on market trends and they don't realize that, uh, if they did release stuff like that, if they did release things for a tighter format like tournament format like ITC does and rules and tournament ban rules and stuff like that, that the community would embrace it and everybody would love it, but they're too scared that if they start telling people no and kicking them out and telling them they don't want them in the game, that it's going to ruin it for everybody when actuality it would make it better for everyone and people would flock to the tournament scene a whole lot better when they know that people who are cheaters and whatnot are going to be gone and it's not something they have to think about because everybody's going to be on their shit because they're not going to be allowed to do this thing they love. Anyway, that's the rest of my thought. Take care.
2: Yeah. So like, like we said, like in, during that recording is that DJ is never going to do that because they're a company and they have, those are their customers, their customers. That's the thing. Like customers, like people are dicks in stores, like not, not just, Don't think about GW, just think of real life at the mall, right? There's fucking shitty people that go to stores. They fucking take shit off hangers or whatever and not fucking fold shit back. But you don't see a fucking person like, get the fuck out! Right? They're just going to watch this person fuck up what they just fold literally two minutes ago. It's not
0: like Clerks where the guy chases the guy outside the store. You can't (laughs) wreck anymore! Yeah!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's not going to happen because they know that's money. Right. And the world resolves around money. Yeah. And is just not going to do that. And I think that's why they're, they probably bring in people like Reese and Frankie and the guys from Nova and Adepticon. Like they bring those people in because they know that they're going to do that. It's their buffer. That, yeah. It's their buffer. It's their safety net. Right. That like, Oh, they're the ones that said they're the mean guys.
0: You know, frontline and Nova, those guys. And I'm not
2: saying that they do bad jobs. Like no, I love no. what they do, but on the point on that same point, I don't understand why it's so hard to be like these are tournament rules, right? And then these are the narrative and open play. Right. I thought that was like one of the greatest things that they did in the rule book.
0: It was the matched play was the narrative, narrative, and open play.
2: Because I I can't I couldn't even tell you what one picture, what one word <laughs> of the narrative play. Of of no, not the narrative open but play. The open play yeah. looked like. I wanna fucking read that game. Skip right shit. past it. Open play? Yeah.
0: Uh, okay. Where's my points? Where's my <laughs> yeah. rules? Yeah, I don't give a shit about that. Yeah.
2: But the people that play that, they were all about that. And they they skipped right over what I read.
0: And that's fantastic because the open play I mean, the majority of the people who play this game play in the garages, they play for fun, they play open play, right? They, there's, there's
5: a lot of people that do that. They it. pay yeah. lots of
0: money and they make GW still possible. We're and to be, I'm not mad at those guys. We play this, we have the same hobby, we play the yeah, same game.
5: Let's play
2: we ways. could
0: probably still sit down, drink a beer, and talk about it. We you know, could
2: talk about it. I'm not gonna play them. You know,
0: we're not gonna play them because you'd stomp them, then have you a feels bad moment.
2: You can because you're a nice guy. I am a nice guy. You like playing with like you like being a people person. I don't. I don't. I give would a take fuck. a
0: jeans to the squad off the table and I put like a termagant squad in. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be nice. You know, those guys are cracking too, whatever it is doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you know, the. What he was saying about, I mean, Frontline Gaming and Nova and those, all the guys who were the tournament scene who, I mean, I think ITC saved the game in a time where.
2: Like before 8th edition where the times were dark.
0: It was very dark times. The game was out of control, especially the competitive side of the game was out of control. And it took them to step in and say, we're going to try to balance this out. I mean, even after Eighth Edition, remember we had um, conscript spam, right? Then all of a sudden we have we're going to have these secondaries like the Reaper. They're talking about it now, like changing the secondaries because people are upset. Well, because people are gaming it to
2: not give up Reaper and stuff.
0: And, That's fine. I, yeah, I, I don't fine. have a problem with that at all. Um, I've I'm, I've left. I'm going to leave them my comments it's about. By, it.
2: By the way, it's going to. They want to get away from bookkeeping, but. It's going to be more
0: bookkeeping. More bookkeeping. Right.
2: Because you're going to have to literally tally how many models did I kill?
0: Right. 17. <laughs> right. <That's, laughs> there's more bookkeeping. Whereas, fine, I game the system. I take 19 genes to those instead of 20. So maybe that leaves my list at 1996 instead of 2000 at some point. Yeah. Right. So there are positive and negatives to it. You know, if you try to game it so much, so say someone tries to game the secondary so much that their list just sucks. Like Hayden was talking about gaming his cultists to the point where they're nineteen man. Again, sweet.
2: look to your right.
0: Please do that. You know,
2: yeah, big game hunters, right there. It's cool. right there. I don't care.
0: I don't care. I, I give away Reaper. I just, I, cool, sweet. Yeah. You have it. You kill all those units. You got it. Go for mm-hmm. it. Take it, please. You know, I don't mind that, and I think ITC and the rules of that fixed the game at a point where it really needed to be fixed, and they're but, still doing it. But GW is not going to do that.
2: But I also think the real issue is is that they're Europeans, and they're just not competitive. No. They're not American.
0: No, their teams our suck. Whole,
2: our whole culture is built around being competitive, or and, old culture is.
0: And, well, our, our entire culture is built around kicking the British's ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> America. <our> <laughs> America. America. They even try to cheat at their game <laughs> on their own soil, and we still kick their ass.
2: That's right. America. America. America.
0: With so the M, yeah, but it. you know, GW is never going to step in and do this. And it's, it's. I, I think I mentioned in the last show that this is the ITC format is the prevailing format right now. Everyone wants their ITC points. No matter
2: what people say, or what like the Europeans always talk shit about the ITC because they have some perception that like they change all the rules, they've changed one rule
0: ground floor line of sight blocking,
2: and which is amazing. Yeah, and actually it saves t- the game, tact, like tactful.
0: It makes close like, combat armies viable. It does yeah. a lot,
2: and I don't know where the one person was. What was his name? The guy oh. that was talking, Doshin. Doshin. Yeah. If maybe he's from Europe or over there, and they have this like bad taste in their mouth, I guess about ITC and how we change all the rules, which we've only changed one rule, and it was to better the game. Right. It wasn't the hint or anything. If you look back, a seven edition. Invisibility was dumb as fuck. Yeah, I played with it because it was. I'm a competitive player. Why not? So I'm going to use there. it. I'm going to take care of it. Yeah. And when they nerfed it to where it could still be hit on sixes and stuff, and you know, shit like that, like I, I wasn't mad. I was like, the two open vulnerable rerollable I was, I was probably, save probably yeah. needed.
0: <laughs> yeah, the two open vulnerable rerollable save also dumb, dumb as fuck.
2: That's just bad for a game to it's be competitive, right? And. I don't think changes that are dumb that get changed is a bad idea. Like, right. This is competitive, but that's that's cuz like back then there was no match play, there was no
0: open play. It was just this is 40K. GW didn't give a fuck. Yeah, they, they didn't weren't care. engaging the community at they all. They were so
2: high up in the clouds and they're fucking
0: up in the ivory, ivory tower, tower sipping on their tea. Yeah. Eating their spotted dick. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, yeah. To 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 end that, just, they're never going to do it, but if you're going to play competitive play, just look at you know ITC Circuit, um, the ETC Circuit, um, Nova, Adeptcon, they do their own stuff.
0: Yeah. But it's, it's cool because it, provide, it provides variety for the game. Yeah, for everybody. For everybody. I mean, so like,
2: do, if we go to East Coast, they play completely different than we yeah. do. And it's variety for us if we really wanted to go to a shitty coast.
0: Sure. The worst coast. <laughs> Well, even like when you were at uh, Flying Monkey, they treated runes differently. They're wrong. They're wrong. But they treat them differently. They, yeah. cl- they still claim that they're right. Yeah, they, they still claim that they're right. Oh, no. Yeah. We, we were right originally, but we did it wrong. No, you're wrong. <laughs> Read the fucking basic rule book, bitch. Yeah, Matt.
2: Yeah. Oh, you just yelled in the mic. <laughs> God damn it.
0: You, you were very... Uh, it, it was a serious moment that needed to be yelled into. <laughs> we needed to the busses ear Hyman. Anyway, so our next voicemail comes from Francisco. Captain, uh, here it goes of the Big Dice Club.
5: Congratulations on your 50th show, boy. Thanks, bitch. 50 shows, wow! And I can't believe your liver's still functioning. No,
0: my okay. liver's not functioning. I got a iron one. This
5: is your uh, last episode. Very good. And Ray, I'm really, um, I'm really proud that you're calling out those cheaters because, not lately, I've been hearing all this shenanigans going on with a lot of these um, events. And actually, I read something today about the show me showdown down there with uh the boys in, uh, oh yeah we didn't Miami talk about this yeah boys over there and they um called out somebody for some kind of bullying on social media stupid and they banned that person so yeah call these assholes out actually they call these cheaters call them fags because they're all they're fucking fags are you gonna cheat on the game that's pretty stupid that's bullying so francisco it's just, it's just, i'm wondering these top players are they really top players or they're just a bunch of little cheaters you never know, man. So I just call them out, call them out. If you see them, call them out. And if you see those niggas, I throw them out the fucking window. Because I see them, they suck. They do suck. On uh, the other note, I have um, a question to ask you, boys. Ooh, a question. There is uh, a store opening up in Marietta, a Games Workshop, actually. And I was wondering, what's your opinions on that? Okay. Do you think it's going to change the, the way the area's going to be? Do you think a Games Workshop's going to make it better or make it worse? You know, I would like to hear your thoughts about this because, um,
6: when I saw
5: this, I was like kind of curious what you guys think and the community thinks about that. Anyway, you guys have a good one. Everybody else, bring in those little voice drills They need a dick.
0: <laughs> so yeah, more of the cheating stuff. The Show Me Showdown actually that that went out like yeah. I wanted to talk about this. Uh,
2: show Show Me Showdown. I um, I know Bam and stuff went to it, so it had to be somewhere in like a shitty area somewhere. Yeah. The it's Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. It's Missouri. Yeah. I'm on, it's the show me state. I'm on their, uh, their show me state. I don't know. Their That's balance. their motto to show me state. What does that mean? They, they me flash everybody. They do?
0: They just take their dicks out. Yeah.
2: Well, how about boobs?
0: No. Sure. Because if they're doing that, <laughs> Missouri is the tits. <laughs> <laughs> Missouri is the tits. Literally the tits. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they uh, apparently.
2: So, real quick, I mean, I read it once. I'm not good at remembering things, but it was or about. Or reading. Yeah, and (laughs) reading—two bad things. Uh, Somebody, I guess, outside after the event was over, there was social media like bullying, slandering, like just bad mouthing someone.
0: Their opponent after a game. Their
2: opponent after a game, and that it was brought to the attention of the GT, not even from the party that was being targeted, but like from a third party, and they were showed it, and they immediately took action of it. You know they contact. They say they said in their their write up that they contacted them so that they're not allowed to come back no no more at all. Um, that they're banned. Right. Like Obviously they didn't know. Like you can't you can't hold it against the Show Me showdown that they didn't know what happened. Plus it also happened after. It happened outside of the event. happened the After event. their
0: event, not during their event. But it was brought to their attention that this has occurred because of your event. And they're like, an oh really? Of.
2: Cool. Hey, fucking dickhead. Yeah. Don't ever come back. Get the piece bricks. of shit. Yeah. Um though one critique they didn't use his fucking name right and i don't understand what the fucking deal is right um it's not slandering because they would have photo proof yeah i almost got
0: sued for this so i can understand (laughs) (laughs) love you pablo just talking shit man uh no i mean yeah there's this thing where we don't say people's names uh, we don't call them out by name. I don't know if that's a there's something legal about that. They want there's to nothing
2: th- okay. So slandering has to be not true for first off. you have to it's know
0: it's not true and say it anyway. It's, yeah. it, there's two conditions that need to be met. Yeah. You have to know it's not true, and you had to repeat it anyway. So I'm gonna go ahead and assume that this, and then that and then had to destroy someone's reputation or whatever. this
2: yeah. place, the show me showdown, Saul said right. Post because it's on Facebook and right? people right. like, are just dumb with that shit. Yeah. But anyways, it's on they like probably were showed actual pictures, then they probably actually went to the to the profile and saw it and read it for themselves. So there's their proof. Right. And if they were smart, they would have took pictures of it and then archived it for just in case something happened like, yeah. "Oh, you guys are slandering me." Um and you're totally fine. There's no problem I think of putting some like said person fucking did this banned from fucking show me showdown don't ever come back
3: yeah
2: well but what about him going to other events he could probably still go to other events but that to is gonna be like aren't you fucking dickhead
0: yeah
2: he be like no no i'm like no it's it's right here all right any little thing that happens at the event i guarantee the person i like, get out he lost yeah and then what happens yes that person's hobby is over right but that person chose to be like that.
0: Yeah, chose to be a it's dick. It's
2: their choice to be a fucking idiot.
0: Right. Bam's buddy, um, what was the guy who did the stream at um, at Fly Monkey Con?
2: God damn it, Jason. Jason, Jason Horn. Horn.
0: Yeah, uh, he was talking about because he's writing up some rules of code of conduct rules as for as well, and uh, they were talking about. Yeah, I read it. I read it. I saw it. Um, they were talking about how they'd have like a database. They have a database of. If you're a tournament organizer and someone's cheating, you could add their name and what occurred. Here was the cheating, or here was the bad action. You know
2: what's actually funny is that I brought this up in this, like, because, you know, ITC organizers, right. We're all part of this community. We all talk together. And I brought this up too. And a lot of TOs were about it, but then a lot of, like, I'm assuming they're Liptar TOs, like, well, it's going to do a bad name for them.
0: Well, they earned it.
2: Yeah, they earned it. And then they also said about like what are people doing out of spite. But like my what I proposed was that it would be like I don't know what type of system it would actually be called but like you he goes to your event and he gets caught cheating so you would put into the app like caught cheating using the the most extreme like weighted dice. Right. You put that weighted dice. Cool. So when he signs up at the next event it would pop up as a little exclamation point and then as the TO and it'll only happen on the actual TO right uh, organizer BCP not the players one right the players want to just be a regular name but on the TO be like oh so like check this hit this and it would bring you to a link to the webpage with his profile and it be like use a weighted dice so like oh okay so then you would as a TO you'd pull a brick of dice mm-hmm. out of the case and be like hey buddy you're gonna use these alright and if He he knows what's happened before. Right. He'll obviously know. And he was like, look, if I come by your table and you're not using these dice, you're DQ'd. Right. Cool. He still gets to play the event. It's known. Say something happens at that event. He plays rules wrong. Gets ran up again. Right? Used for whatever. Still not banned from anything. But then, third strike, some other event he goes and he... I don't know what else you could fucking do wrong, but...
0: Right. If Te- he, fl-
2: he flips the table.
0: Tell a judge, I'm not doing that.
2: Yeah. Basically, fuck off. <laughs> Even without saying fuck off. I,
0: I want to come back to that, but yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. So, basically, telling someone to fuck off. Like, rude to a judge. told someone to fuck off. Can use actual language. But three strikes. Could literally get it like, oh, three strikes? Cool. Now, ITC can step in. It would pop into their emails. Like, oh, cool. So, penalize... IDC points. You Man have no, I, you
0: have no IDC points. Yeah. You you can play in all the events. If the tournament organizer wants to let you come in and play, fine. But we're not, we're not transferring your IDC points. You're done.
2: Because as a as a TO that has mm-hmm. a, an account with to set up events, our our emails are tied in to that account. So if it's one person doing out of spite because they don't like somebody, right? So it's obviously going to be that one person always submitting. So then they message them like, so what's going on? This guy's been to other events.
0: No problems. There's no
2: problems. Why is it only at your event? What do you sleep with your wife? Like, yeah. <laughs> what, what's going on? And then obviously things will be brought to light. Yeah. I'm like, cool, you're no longer a TO. Right. You lost your privilege of doing that.
0: Right. There's checks and balances the There's whole
2: checks way. Checks and balances. I, I just don't see what the problem But I did acknowledge, acknowledge, I mean, I say, whatever, that close enough, <laughs> that it would be a lot of code writing and stuff for the BCP guys to take it on sure and and then it would also have to be a different server to hold all that stuff because i'm pretty yeah. sure there's a lot of shitty players in the competitive
0: world well fuck i'm i'm subscribed to it so get on that shit bcp <laughs>
2: <laughs> but i mean i think it's something that could be needed but i don't know
0: well the thing is, is in, in the end why it, the real frustrating part for a lot of people is why the fuck should we have to come up with these code of conduct rules like this stuff seems like you don't use cheating dice, and you but don't. But I think
2: I. But you it, say why do we? But but we have to. It's life.
0: Yeah, it's life. It's but that. I that, was saying is that's the frustrating. Why do we have to tell people not to murder other but people? But that's that's the frustrating part for some libtards is why should we have to come up with these rules? Why can't people just be nice? And you and I live in the real world where people just aren't nice, right? I understand that. Like I I'm live a, more in that world. I, I'm a libtard, but I'm a realistic libtard. I'm not. <laughs> okay, you don't right. lean that far. No, yeah, I. No. I can lean pretty far. I can lean like a gringo all day long. <laughs> But I also I live in the real world where shit happens, right? Um, but you know, the, the ground rules Head will help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. But it, it would it would be helpful, you know, to have this. Now we do want to call it cheaters. Boom! Here are the consequences. Here's the guidelines. If you now knowingly break these, and it tells everyone lives on the same page, so like because there's some people you're at a table and some guys acting like a dick, right? But there's no ground rules. For this. There's there's a lot of things. Do I call a T.O. over and say, hey, T.O., like, look, guys, got turtles as freaking rough riders and it doesn't look right. You know, you you probably could have done that. But if there's no ground rule saying he couldn't do that, right? Which there were. Which there were, but but the guy showed up anyway. It would be my expectation. But that's
2: that's the thing. Like, people are afraid to call people out in this community.
0: Right. They are. You know, because in the end, people want to be gracious they want to play the game they want to have fun and but there are some dicks out there who wanted to say no i'm going to do what i want to do
2: i can guarantee you if i played team Happy, oh i know you I'm would gonna, and then fucking turtles been like what the fuck are those yeah and then i'm like because i read the i read the atc stuff because right. i want to make sure my army's good i'm like yeah they don't allow toys dude yeah judge i would happily have taken that kill sure i would not have cared right But that's me. That's you. I'm also an asshole.
0: Yeah, you're also an asshole, right. (laughs) But to go back, because after we had our last discussion, I actually had the chance to listen to the other podcast and hear what was said. The motherfucker turned to a TO and said, or to a judge and said, I'm not going to do that.
2: AKA fuck off.
0: I'm not, even if he didn't say fuck off, I'm not going to do that. And then the other player capitulated and said, that's fine, I just want to play the game. The judge made a ruling that was against the guy The guy kept arguing with it. And the other player who was being judged in favor of said, fine, you know what? I just want to play the game. Let's just get this over with. The guy was ruled against by the judge and was still allowed to play the bullshit rule that he wanted to play. I don't know what it was. As soon as he said, I'm not going to do that, the judge just stepped in and said, you're done. Get the fuck out. Yeah. You lose. You're done.
2: If I was the other player that obviously I wouldn't agreed, but I would have been like, he just told you to fuck Fuck off, off, dude. Like,
6: that's he what did, we do here.
0: He just told you he's not listening to your order. That he's going to do whatever the fuck he wants to. What are you going to do about that? Would be my point, <laughs> you know? Because yeah. at that, because if you're arguing for half an hour, that's you know, at that point you're heated.
2: Yeah. So I'm assuming you went to the and narrative one that I told yeah, you that yeah. he actually say what he said.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I had a chance to finally listen to it. So I'm
2: surprised they actually didn't take it down. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if, if there's no way they should have been able to go on past that point these these guys are a known problem call them by name you are a problem and
2: that's the thing though if it was if it was one team that happened like it was the first year cool you can look at it with some shade right yeah okay you guys guys are fucking up like let's not be like this but like i've talked to other people at the atc just you know you know uh what is it called locker room talk stuff basically that they're like no this happens like all the time like they have a reputation of doing this. This is why people get mad when they play them. I'm like, oh, well, then if that's the case, then yeah. Let's fucking
0: throw the book at them. Right. And to the point and to, the to James and to Francisco and lots of people we've heard about is it from Bam and from all these guys who say this is bad. It's, it ruins it for everybody. You know, yeah, we're going there to win. Like the point of the game is to win. Even if you're a casual player, you're going there to win the you're game.
2: You're going to a tournament. You're right. not going to a tournament to lose. You're going to, t- you're spending money. You right. want to
0: win. You want to win. But when some guy goes up there and just acts like an ass and ruins it, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Like I just spent a lot of money to be here. Yeah. You know, I, to go have fun. And all of a sudden now it's not fun. Why am I doing this? That's the point. At the end of the, the very, very end is this guy is acting this way and now it's not fun. I mean... Wanting to stay home and jack off. <laughs> <laughs> um, cheaper
2: and still real fun. <laughs> it is cheaper. Pornhub up is free. Just saying. So. Yeah, we should get a sponsorship from them, by the way. Yeah. Just saying. We yeah, should contact them.
0: Contact them. Okay. So, cheating is bad. Fuck them. Call them out by name.
2: 100%. 100%.
0: Stop being little bitches. Stop being an asshole.
2: Thought me a little bitches. Yeah, stop me a little Not bitches. assholes,
0: bitches. Bitches. Yeah. Get good. Anyway, our last voicemail. This has gone on for a while, but this is pretty good. I like this. Comes from, I can't, for the life of me, hear his name properly on the thing. So you, have to, He's going to be at BAO, so I'll see you tomorrow, I guess. Yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, and you can come up and tell me your name, because the best I got from him was Devil Doc, but I, I, I couldn't hear it well, so there's a bad connection or something like that. Or, okay, cool, cool. yeah, yeah.
6: Hey, Devil Dog and Ground Powder. Hey, this is uh, Devil Dog down in the, actually up in the Northern California area now. Um, hey, Andy, Yo. looking forward to meeting you at the Barry Open. Uh, I actually met Ray inconspicuously, really quickly at Broadside Bash. And then he lost to Brandon the next round and made me play him round four the next <laughs> day. <laughs> and I lost. Uh, thanks, Ray. I appreciate that. Brandon has always been my nemesis. But looking forward to meeting y'all. Uh, maybe grabbing a drink, talking some shit, and catching up. I will We'll say y'all are awesome podcasts. I have grown so fucking tired of those all those pussy podcasts that are out there. <laughs>
0: I like a good pussy podcast. I I like the the pussy y'all bring a little too. bit of
6: fun, some, uh, some awesomeness to it and uh you know, just a ton of great, great uh talk. Um you, know, you have one of my uh league mates on uh the uh, recently, um and you know a few of the other league mates, uh Daniel Katz and Jeff Robinson, all of them in the Northern California area. Uh love to talk
0: Okay about three minutes. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Minute twenty two, but he got cut oh, okay. off for some reason, yeah. But, um, lost yeah, I mean, uh, thanks for calling us, giving us a call. Um, devil, I, I got it as devil doc. That's
2: what I got, devil doc. Devil, devil doc. Yeah. We
0: called me, called you devil dog and me yeah. ground pounder. Yeah. And then he was devil doc. So, I heard devil doc. Yeah, yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. So, yeah, come up and tell me you're devil doc and, you know, no docking will occur. You know? <laughs> <Yeah, no dog.
2: laughs> if, if you dock Andy, we're
0: not friends. <laughs> well, I don't have a foreskin, so he'd have to have the foreskin. <laughs> I'm appropriately snipped, America, Jesus, America, <laughs> America. But uh, hey, glad you like the show. Um, I think, like we said in previous shows, like every time you know we're not we're not breaking the charts in podcast listener wise, but every time we go someplace or every time we hear somebody, it's like, don't stop doing what you're doing.
2: Yeah, it's it's literally like the sentence that you hear all the time. Don't stop what we're doing.
0: Don't stop. Yeah. Don't stop believing. <laughs> So, yeah, hit hit me up. You'll see me there. I'll be the fat guy with Tyranids.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, I, I won't be there, but it's not really... It's unfortunate I'm not going to play, but yeah. I am my child, so...
0: Child. Yeah, yeah.
2: As much of as I do love my family.
0: Yeah, family first, man. Yeah. I had to step out last week. I've had things going on, you know? So, like, it comes up, man. It happens. Yeah. So, I took Ray's ticket. I'll be up there representing uh, the podcast and the team.
2: Do you have a f- the flag shirt?
0: Uh, I ordered it. I don't know if it's going to be in time.
2: God damn it. Why didn't you order when you fucking made it? It's I a did. a great shirt. It is a great shirt. You can borrow mine. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> my belly wasn't sticking out. <laughs> I'll do it, though. <laughs> I don't want my shit stretched out. Uh, but um uh Daniel Katz, of course, we'll see him up there. Uh, he is a patron of the show. He is going to reach the $100 in total patronage Thanks, buddy. Uh, towards the show. So as a token of our appreciation, we had a special shirt made up for him. uh oh, We'll oh, be delivering to... No, you're uh, saying
2: in presidents now you're going to make mall shirts.
0: When they reached a hundred dollar level, they can get a shirt. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. If they, but, if like, you're, but he's been donating for a while. I mean, yeah. So I mean, it's he's been he's been on the show from the beginning. Yeah. So we Francisco got a shirt when he reached a hundred dollar. Yeah, level. Yeah.
2: Nikhil said that he thought he was donating, but I guess it didn't go through or something.
0: Yeah. Okay. Sure. So That's why. Whatever. That's yeah. why he stepped it up. You did pay a lot for that beer when you showed up, though.
2: I don't no, that beer was pretty good.
0: It's pretty good, right? So
2: not the one like you, Andy. Don't worry, Andy. <laughs> The other Andy, the where was I? For ATC Tennessee, Tennessee Andy, that beer was fucking amazing. <laughs>
0: God damn! Yeah. You see, he messaged us, right? Yeah, he messaged us. He's oh, sending yeah. us some water. Yeah, yeah, water. Yeah, water. Great water, Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tennessee. So, but don't forget to uh, like us on Facebook, where you can go ahead and re- uh, you can take part in the conversations like we had today with punching versus shooting.
2: And tell your fucking pussy ass friends, fucking
0: even if they don't want to listen to it, just download it. Yeah, just tell them to download it. Yeah. Subscribe. Um, subscribe on iTunes. Don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes. You could win a t-shirt that way. Um, f- uh, f- or follow us on the podcast. Or, or a banana hammock. Or a banana hammock. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you give us a one star review, you're getting a banana hammock. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, or Somebody whatever
2: gives us a one star review, they probably always wear bananas. Yeah, probably always I'm do. Assuming
0: I play friendly, it's not nice. <laughs> Why would I want to win? Why do I want to beat people? That's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> sound just like, it, man. Just like yeah. uh, or you know subs- or follow us on whatever podcast app you're using it pulls from itunes and it brings the downloads and then um support uh review us there because it helps on other like Podbean, for instance if you review on Podbean, it helps i just find you on Podbean or whatever podcast app you're using um we are i searched 40k yesterday 40k podcast
2: and uh we're on the when you scroll like we're not on the first when we scroll a little bit we're there yeah. That's all because of our listeners. Yeah. Because of the reviews and downloads and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. It helps out. It. it
0: helps other people find us. So, lastly and most importantly, what we have been drinking. Uh, I brought on the Golden Road Hefeweizen. Uh, we cracked into this one. Your initial thought was not your favorite. After three, what do yeah, you Yeah, the,
2: the, the initial taste wasn't great. But I think I was expecting something a little bit different. I think. Right. So, but then I, I kept drinking and it's great Has, you expect it, a
0: little more fruit to the beer because that's what yeah, i usually this bring. What you know I bring yeah
2: but it's not bad it, it's not it's not the best
0: no half a white where's atc again tennessee
2: tennessee andy don't worry didn't overshadow <laughs> you
0: <laughs> still love you man still love you man Dr- drinking this beer meant nothing to ray god, he still beer, loves you
2: dude that beer was so good <laughs> and it was like it was a high arc it was like nine point something too and it was good as fuck right god i miss that beer yeah
0: <laughs> but uh Hefeweissens are not usually my favorite beer. It's a good beer. If you go into a bar and you're not quite sure what you're going to be drinking, a Hefeweissens is probably a safe choice. You can always go with that and be relatively happy. If it's shit, you just walk away, you know, just like even there's a hot girl at the end of the well, bar if there's
2: shit on the floor. You should always walk. Away. Oh, there's
0: always. Yeah. But, um, but if the beer is shit, and even if there's a hot girl in the, the bar giving you the eye. Like you toss your digits from across the room and you walk to another bar. Like meet you another bar. Like this beer's garbage. No, uh, no, no,
2: no. There's a hot girl. You walk to a hot
0: girl. No, uh, I guess you could have a cocktail, like a rum and coke or something like that. Cuba Libre. Dude,
2: I can't even remember what I used to drink back then. It was a lot.
0: <laughs> but I was at a bar. It wasn't
2: beer though. I didn't normally drink beer at bars. Yeah, I was at
0: a brewery, like a brew pub or something like that, up in, um, um Wrightwood, up in the mountains, and we went to go, Oh, we go to this friend said, Hey, we had this beer that we go to, we love the beer. And I walk up there and I had the first beer and it's like, it was just straight garbage. It was like a red ale mm. and, and it looked and tasted like the water from fucking Flint, Michigan. <laughs> just, it just looked like diarrhea in a glass, oh, like liquidy diarrhea. And it tasted like it too. And I was, I was trying to choke this down. Cause I can usually, I can choke down a lot. You can Choke
2: down you know, things. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> But this, like, I was like a quarter of the way through it, and I'm like, this is just not good. So I took it back, and I said, hey, this is not good. I'll pay for it. So the bar manager's like, no, don't charge me. Just give him something else. So I ordered, I think I ordered Hefeweizen, and oh,
6: yeah. I got
0: it, and it, I started drinking that, and that also did not taste good. And I said, can we just get the fuck out of here? <laughs> this is Jesus. terrible. You know, like the food was okay, but the beer was just terrible. So I was like, I don't know where you guys are going for beer, but this sucks. <laughs> you know? good friend would not do that to a friend (laughs) this this wasn't diarrhea beer no no this is this was was, i I still drink this no no this is good i mean this is a decent beer um for a hot day no maybe in the afternoon yes a little heavy i think yeah it's a little heavy yeah yeah it's more of a wheat ale um so it it was good i I, you know try it test it if you like Half a License, you might like this one give it a shot um
2: since we're talking about beer when we're traveling well, when i was traveling for atc Uh uh-huh every time i went i was like What's not from California? And I was like, I've tried that, tried that, tried that. There was like some goose something.
0: Goose Island? I don't know. It was goose something. It's from Chicago.
2: Yeah, I've had that. It's all right.
0: It's yeah, okay. they got bought out, I think, by a big brewery, but they were pretty good. They're not bad. Yeah. Not bad. We can get that here locally.
2: Oh, you can? Yeah, Goose we never Island. It. Yeah. That's what I was saying. Like I was going through like, yep, 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 yep. Fuck that one! That I don't know the fuck. That has a yeah. goose on it.
0: And I want that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goose on <laughs> it's not bad. It's not bad. It's Pretty good. You made me a beer snob, Andy. <laughs> I did. My fault. <laughs> I made you a better man for it. Well, that. But when it comes to beer, has been another edition of the Veteran Gamer Ring. listed <laughs> I am a Porsche guy, Andy, and as always, I'm driving best friend rank America. Forty-five. Big boot. <laughs> Till next time, ladies. Drink up.